Welcome to the 129th episode of the Nerddom and Other Nonsense Anime Podcast. Today, we are bringing you all of our spring 2020 first impressions based on uh, the first few weeks of shows that have aired. As always, we include timestamps in the description of the YouTube video and podcast feed if you only want to hear about one or two specific shows, since we spoil literally everything. My name is Kat. And someone is fucking with the dock. <laughs> I was fixing it because you, you fixed it. Up. Stop it, Stop! I can't read a moving text. <laughs> ah, my I knew it was going to fuck her up. <laughs> when I finally marry my love interest, who I act like I hate, and climb a tower so that my eighth son will have special powers, I'll start my own radio show and have a dinosaur that lives with me, who I can climb into and wear like a mascot character. <laughs> also with me are Leo and VCOM. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> awesome I actually would love to have some dude who I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm going inside you now. That would be interesting. <laughs> Their whole dynamic is very fun because of that. She's just like, no. Let me just get naked and get inside you right now. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's going to smell. It's going to be sweaty. His um, whole body, the inside, just looks like a giant vagina. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry, it does. It's very poor. It yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, we should jump right into nonsense, because you have like, a lot to talk about in this episode, I feel like. All right, so uh, I held back on talking about this in the last podcast, because I just had so much bullshit to think about. But uh, I finished playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and that game is awesome. How much uh, different is it than uh, the original Final Fantasy VII? So I would say, like... For like ninety percent of the game is is like just a, an amazing remake of the original game, uh, the original th- like not even third, but like the Midgar portion of the original game before you go out into the big open world, uh, which I played through recently again on final on like uh, PS4 after beating the remake, and that <laughs> that takes like maybe two and a half hours or maybe three if you're really going slow maybe like three hours in the original game and here it took me 40 hours to tell you how much they added sort of to this like game like so wow. like a lot a lot of sequences that like took like no time like running through the train graveyard in the original game take like an hour or two in this game because they they put spooky ghosts in the train graveyard and it's like a really cool sequence kind of um but yeah, they did add some new things. There are these floating Dementor-like whisper beans that show up. Uh, and their whole deal seems to be that they really like how the plot of the original game went. And whenever something happens in your party that would affect, like, change the way that the original game was supposed to go, those ghosts, like, swoop in and they stop it from happening. Which is really weird. Um, so, like, yeah, there's def- there's definitely things that they're setting up where in as they make more games in this, like, remake series that they're making. Because this is only the first one of what could be, like, I don't know, four or five, possibly. Uh, they are setting up that they might screw with fans and change things around a lot. And a lot of fans don't like that. I really enjoy it because... As much as I like the original Final Fantasy VII, I don't necessarily want to just play a straight remake of that game. I want to be like challenged and like have my. I like. There's a big spoiler that everybody knows for original Final Fantasy VII, where a major character dies, and it's like, 
yeah, I, I expect that to happen here, but what if I what if they surprise me and if they give us the idea that like different things could happen, then there's the chance that that character might not die. And just having that chance and like that thought in the back of our minds will make their death or not death that much more surprising, basically, instead of just like dreading that it's going to come eventually. So, yeah, I don't know. I love the game. The combat system was so much fun. The music is so good. All the remastered songs are great. I have great. heard that the music's great. Yeah. Yeah. And but the the biggest thing is that they just really fleshed out the characters, especially ones that have like barely any lines in the original game, because they're just members of like Barrett's crew, like Jesse and Biggs and Wedge, who are like the Star Wars references that are in like every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> uh, they are like real fleshed out characters here. Uh, Wedge, who's voiced by Matt Jones, who's the actor who played uh, Badger on Breaking Bad, is really funny. Uh, they flesh him out. He's like a cat person. He's adorable. Uh, Jesse is the flirtiest girl ever who is so thirsty for Cloud. It's ridiculous. Mm. Um, but yeah, like they, they give those characters like things that are in their backstory. Like Jesse was an actress on the Golden Saucer or at least a stagehand as far as like she got. Um, and like Biggs, uh, like he would help out at this orphanage that you find later in the game in, in one of the slums. Uh, and so there's like all this stuff and like they nail the main few characters like Aerith and Barrett and Tifa. They fucking nail. And even Cloud, I think, is sort of more understandable in this game. Uh, the ending is kind of nuts and it makes you think a lot about like where the game is going to go in the future and how different they're going to make things. Uh, but I really just had such a good time with it. It was so much fun. Are you guys getting female Sephiroths popping up on your Twitter feed like me? <laughs> I'm seeing more male Sephiroth, but I've definitely seen a lot of Cloud and Sephiroth uh, hanging out, uh, having a good time. No, for some Twitter reason, feed. I'm getting female versions of Sephiroth. I don't know <laughs> really why. That I don't is know. really weird. Yeah, I, I mean, know. there is an amazing cross-dressing scene, which was in the original, but they went fucking all out here when Cloud does like a fucking whole dance routine. It's ridiculous, and huh. uh, it's so much fun. It's like a whole cabaret scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Okay, Play very, the fun, game. very fun, very fun. Yeah, this, this uh, has allowed me to explore a lot of things that I usually don't do in my house, like clean and all of that bullshit. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I, last week I cleaned my entire house like ridiculously. And then uh, I had the screen door open and the dog destroyed the screen door, just took her fucking paw. And I forget how like huge and like able to destroy things she is. Took her fucking paw and just was like, and like just, rip through like the whole fucking screen door then my cat runs out into the into the yard like like finally my escape <laughs> this and, is and their so plan I, all along yeah so then I had to run after this cat and like grab it by the neck and be like no and the cat's like what the fuck um so yeah no now now when when COVID-19 is over I have to repair my screen door oh it's just broken you don't have to wait until it's over. You can just go like the Lowe's and get screen mesh. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't know how to like put it on the frame. Just staple it or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I'm sure there's like some online video. 
teach you how to do it. But yeah, I never thought I'd be running like barefoot through a whole bunch of dirt, like with a cat in my hands being like, I got him. <laughs> like, so, you know, I looked like a crazy person this week. But that's pretty much all of the excitement that I get. I'm, I'm in, I'm stuck in my house for two more weeks. I don't know. I'm supposed to go back to work on May 18th. We'll see. It made me go back to work today. <laughs> May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And then they make us wear face masks. And then they Aww. start putting up walls on the tables like little cubicles when you would take tests in school to help keep us from, like I guess, coughing on each other. <laughs> I'm taking all these as signs we probably shouldn't be there, but eh. Whatever. Well, it's just like those those uh, screen, the, the glass screen things they have at grocery stores. That Yeah, in front of the multiple registers. Multiple occasions... I've been like buying groceries and the person is just like, Hey, just, just go on the other side of the screen so that I can hear <laughs> yep. you. I've been told because that. Because I can't hear anything you say, it, it, which is hilarious to me because they built this entire thing and then it's completely useless. Just completely. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. When I went to Lowe's after uh, the other a week or two ago, every time that the uh, cash register girl got done with somebody, she'd have to walk around and wipe down, spray and wipe down that screen every screen. single time. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, and these dividers that they're putting on the tables are made of fucking metal and are bolted to the tables. They're basically nice. stronger than the tables themselves. <laughs> Very nice. I've also noticed that customer service is dead. Have you noticed that? It's, oh, it's kind absolutely. of funny. And yeah. anytime you ask for anything now, and I don't really mind this, actually. I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I don't know if it's not there. Whatever, man. Like, can they just walk away? It's wonderful. They're just like, yeah, like, how many times have they been probably been asked for this one thing? And they're like, we're probably out. We're just out. (laughs) There's none in the back. (laughs) I think everyone is just like, you know what? I'm here, and that's all you get from me. So Mm -hmm. you're just going to have to deal with it. I I love it. I think as a society, we needed more of that, honestly. (laughs) Oh, boy. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Leo, do, do, was there anything you wanted to mention before we no. talk about all the stuff? All right. No, not so, unless you want me to talk about Call of Duty some more. <laughs> okay. And I really don't have anything to say about it. Nothing new or interesting only, has happened. The only thing I'm, I have to say is, like, I haven't been playing it too much lately. I'm starting to consider taking it off my hard drive because it's fucking, like, 190 gigabytes now or something. Or 170, at least. I forget. Yeah, it's huge. It's stupidly big. They need to do something to decrease the size well, of that game. Well, there's rumors. Well, it's not a rumor. Uh, we do know Duos is coming, which is they, we've been looking for all the time. But there is rumors. And a video was... Uh, somebody was digging through the f- files, and they found a video that pretty heavily suggests we're getting a new map. Oh, cool. Well, that'll be yep. fun. Yeah. Well, that's another 40 gigabytes right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <God> probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, I wanted to put a section at the beginning of this podcast because this is not a normal anime season anymore. Uh, COVID-19 has led to a ton of delays, a lot of studios shutting down to protect their workers or just saying, like, all right, we can't we can't produce the anime we need to produce this way or from home uh, this season. So I figured we'd take a run through, like, all the stuff that's been delayed. Uh, they're the big shows that just got delayed without airing an, a single episode. Uh, so, like, ReZero second season was delayed uh, until July. Um, but during the winter season, they did air that director's cut of the first season that had double-length episodes. So, 
Uh, and they even added a few scenes, and they added like a big scene at the end of the last episode, I think. So that might be worth checking out if, uh, and catching up on in the delay. Uh, they delayed Sword Art Online, and everybody was thankful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> delayed until July. Uh, they delete, delayed uh, Origairu, or My Teen Rom- Rom-Com Snafu Climax, indefinitely. We don't have a date for that yet. Uh, no Guns Life second season delayed indefinitely. And then some like light novel thing called The Misfit of Demon King Academy was delayed indefinitely. Um, I also thought it was interesting some of the movies that got delayed. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 or 4, whatever the fuck it's going to be called, was, was actually scheduled, supposedly, to finally debut this June. Uh, but now is back to its typical state, which we've come to expect of coming soon. <laughs> it's been yeah. coming soon for like a million years, so who knows. Um, the Given movie, a show God. which we covered. <laughs> it was postponed till May 16th. Um, from the PV for that movie, it looks like they are going to go the direction like I kind of wanted, where they're going to focus on the two older guys in the band a lot, who I thought were the best characters in the show by far. So that's nice. I probably will watch that movie now because I liked those two. Um, the Violet Evergarden movie has been delayed till April 24th mm-hmm. at first, but then it's, now it's delayed indefinitely, actually. God damn uh, it. Yeah, that one's personally sad for me because I really want to see Kyoto Animation bounce back as much as they can from like the tragic loss of their studio and staff. So I'm, I'm rooting for them, for sure. Well, now, now it's just not the best time to Absolutely. try and bounce back. <laughs> yeah, all this. no, no. Yeah. Um, Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop is a movie that is interesting. I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's delayed indefinitely, but it was. it's directed by Kyohei Ishiguro, who directed Your Lie in April, uh, and they have the character designer from Your Line April as well, Yukiko Aikyo. I really like the character designs on this. And then it's written by Dai Sato, who is writing um, listeners this season, but has also like worked on Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, and Eureka 7. Oh, that's really and, interesting. Yeah, and Kensuke Ushio is working on the soundtrack, who did like Devilman Crybaby soundtrack and like Liz and the Bluebird and the Silent Voice. So like they have a fucking powerhouse of people working on that. So I'm kind of interested in that movie. I hadn't even heard of it, but now I gotta definitely keep it on my radar. For sure. Yeah, I'll definitely remind you when it's finally available over here. Please um, do. There's a movie, A Whisker Away, which took an interesting route. Instead of, they just canceled their theatrical release, which is supposed to be June 5th. And now it's just gonna air on Netflix worldwide on June 18th, which is probably a smart move. Um, that's a Junichi Sato directed movie written by Mario Kata. Uh, and Studio Colorido is making it, who made Penguin Highway. So that one will probably be pretty interesting. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's got a lot to do with cats, for sure. Um, <laughs> Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel 3, the final epic conclusion to Heaven's Feel was postponed until... Oh, I, yeah, it was postponed indefinitely after already having been postponed. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, yeah. And then the last one I saw was Happy Go Lucky Days, which is delayed indefinitely. It was just a. I, I thought this was interesting because it's just directed by Takuya Sato, who directed Steins Gate and uh, more recently Kasai san and Morning Glories. Um, so I'm looking forward to several of those movies. So, yeah, seeing them all get postponed. You know, they get postponed for release in Japan, and then it's going to take even more months for them to get over here. So it's like a long time before we'll see some of those. Um, I think some of these shows that are delayed that are ongoing, it may be a good chance for people to catch up on them and like be ready oh, yeah. when they oh, start yeah, again. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Like Black Clover or Boruto. Are you saying um, you're going to get caught up on Black Clover with me? Because I am <laughs> caught up. I'm considering it because, like, this pause is a good chance. Um, or something like Major the Second, because Major the Second was good. I just didn't have time at the time. So I oh, guess yeah. I'm catching up on that. Yeah. Pokemon, uh, the new Pokemon show. Uh, I've watched like 10 episodes of it actually with a friend because I just wanted to watch some Pokemon. I guess it was around the, the time the game came out on Switch, the new one. So I was like, oh, let's see what the new Pokemon series is. And it's it's been actually pretty good. Uh, I might catch up to it since it's like it's on hiatus after 22. And I've watched like 10 or 11, I think. Uh, one of the funny shows to me that is uh, on hiatus is Healing Good Precure. Because the concept of this season of Precure has been that the villains are trying to infect people around Earth. <laughs> They're going to create a global pandemic. They're like, it's not in good taste. Stop it. Oh, Stop. Boy. Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, it was a little too much. Um, Railguns delayed. Kingdom third season's delayed. The Digimon Adventure reboot got delayed after episode three. Uh, Food Wars, the fifth plate, is delayed after episode two, which me. I think a lot of manga readers are like, thank God. Uh, but I was actually like, and still kind of having fun with this show. Um, Megumi finally won something in like the first episode. Good oh, for her. No. Um, okay. And then there's a couple shows that were just starting to air this season as well that got delayed, like Diary yeah. of Our Days at the Breakwater. Which I actually, okay, so this is a show about fishing. I mm-hmm. did not think it was that bad. I thought it was a little boring. But I also think fishing is boring. <laughs> oh, see, I like fishing. Like, I used to fish a shit ton as a kid. So oh, really? I, was, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is cute. It was a little bit, <laughs> a little cutesy. But yeah. I liked it overall. And I think it has, like, it, it's decent. So I'm going to keep watching it probably when it re- resumes. Okay, yeah. So that, that three episodes of that came out. So it's like a good... If you want to check into it and see if you want to watch it later, that's a good amount of episodes to get an idea for what the show is like, at least. Yeah, it's at least a new premise. I don't think anyone's ever done a fishing anime, so. Not recently, at least, that I can remember, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, like, fishermen in anime, like, in Hajime no Ippo or whatever. There's, like, some fishing that goes on, but, yeah. Uh, Apare Ranman got delayed after episode Which- three. Which that really sucks. made me sad because it's interesting. It's, it's really weird cool. and interesting. And yeah. of course, being by PA Works, it looks really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like the 1890s, isn't it? In in the US, yeah. is 1800s what it said. or something. Yeah, late 1800s for sure. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. And those like two Japanese guys are going to do like a Trans America race in this like steam car. Yeah, I don't know. It, that seems like a pretty cool idea for a show, honestly. And I love PDA Works, and it's an original, so sad to see that get delayed. But hey, you know, it's more important to make sure people are safe. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's just another casualty of the season, unfortunately. Like the next show, Millionaire Detective, Balance Unlimited, delayed after episode three. This show is so fucking funny. Like, oh my god. <laughs> this show episode. is weird. The opening is amazing. I was oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is up with this opening? <laughs> yeah. So there, there's apparently some dude dancing like uh, some martial arts dance in the beginning, and I didn't mm-hmm. even catch that. <laughs> uh, now it's going to bother me that I don't know what, it, what it's called. One of my friends pointed out to me that that's what they were doing. Is it like yeah. the Brazilian one, like Capoeira or something? Yeah, or? Capoeira. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm kind of wondering where, how that's going to come into it. Because, I mean, if they have it in the opening, it has to 
have be in the show somehow. Probably. Just, yeah. And there, well, how is there going to be strippers in it? Like, I'm really I'm like, <laughs> tell me more. What's going to happen? It's so funny because, like, the, the detective who's super rich, he's basically like a Japanese Batman. I love your description of him. That's, like, pretty spot on. <laughs> it's it really so is. ridiculous. It's, it's, it's almost like a parody of Batman, I feel like, because he's working with the police force, but he's, like, just throwing money at every problem. <laughs> it's he, good. I love it. He's probably a little more socially awkward than Batman. <laughs> yeah, for, to be probably. <laughs> Um, I didn't watch any episodes of this, but Idolish 7, Second Beat, the second season of Idolish 7 came out. Oh, shit. Which I know a lot of girls are excited about. Yes, it's going to be a huge deal when it does finally restart. (laughs) Every convention you go to, men, there will be Idolish 7 merchandise everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Can't escape it. First season of Idol Seven was actually like pretty fun. Like, if as far as like male idol shows go, it's got to be up there with the best of them. So, oh yeah, it, yeah. it's well done. Yeah. Um, another one I didn't watch, but I just listed here for completion's sake is Bungo and Alchemist: Years of Judgment, which got delayed after uh, episode four. So, so I actually did watch some of this. It reminded me of Sword Boys, which disappointed me because I was excited about it. I thought it was a spinoff of Bungal Stray Dogs. Oh yeah, me um, too. <laughs> but it's really, it's more of like a ripoff. It's like a ripoff of Bungal. They're like, let's use Bungal's idea of using like... Japanese like writers. Famous, yeah. yeah. And, and let's just make our own characters of them. So they've re, like, they basically made another version of all of them. <laughs> and they're, and really all they do is they stay trapped in this library. And occasionally they go to like, save a book that's going to be burned. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how, you know, the sword boys, they'd like appear to save some bullshit time, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just like that. I have a feeling that just like the Sword Boys anime, it's going to be a lot of like, and then they made cupcakes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and so, yeah, like, basically, I just wanted to take us through all that to say, it's just like, hey, this is like a significantly reduced season in size and scope, but uh, there's still enough anime that are, are airing that I think we can talk about, but... Well, and we also wanted to to talk about... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say they are in danger of potentially getting postponed at at any point. Some of them, anyway, at least. Yeah, and we also wanted to talk about, like, the shows that did get postponed, because a lot of them, I think, are actually decent shows Yeah. We'll have to figure out a way to do it, though. It's like, when are we going to talk about them and how? It's going to be a question to figure out. That is going to be hard, because I don't know if it's just going to suddenly be like, and now they're starting again, or if it's going to be next season that they start them. I'm finding next season really interesting, because a lot of anime production for summer would be happening right around now, like especially like voice acting recording that's not happening now. There's like reports of like, voice actors and voice acting directors saying like yeah we're not recording things that we would normally be recording so Mm. the thing is like summer season could be really badly affected by this like there may not be a real summer season i don't know (laughs) boy um Uh. like as far as this season goes there's only a few shows i know for sure that are like already complete in production which is like my my next life as a villainess tower of god arte uh, Sing Yesterday for Me and Ascendance of a Bookworm Season 2. And then I think BNA is also like 11 out of 12 episodes finished or something like they, they were saying. So it's pretty pretty likely done. But everything else could potentially still just be postponed at any point. So, yeah. 
So we're going to do our best, but expect mess, basically. (laughs) Basically. Um, I I can, I I don't know, we may, we'll probably just keep readers up to date on things, like Mm -hmm. in episode by episode. And then I know I'll probably take a few of these shows. I I think a lot, you know, we'll probably watch these shows that are postponed anyway and sort of keep you... If they do just start again, I guess we'll just watch them. I, like, I'm, this I is how that. it was. I'm assuming they're going to just restart with the uh, whatever the season new. they get stuck into. That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that they'll start in summer. I, part of me is like, no, they're just going to start in the middle of a season and be like, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. TV companies have to figure that out with like broadcasting stuff, like what they're going to do, like re-air those first three episodes. Yeah, they, I yeah. think they would be better off just re-airing those first three episodes. I think that makes sense. I think that's too. that yeah. that would fit better into our especially Unless, if especially if they're gonna like cut a bunch of summer shows and delay them. Mm-hmm. It would make sense to take these shows and yeah. For sure. Yeah. We we just have to survive the giant uh hornet snower, whatever you want to call them, wasps. <laughs> oh god, I heard about those. Please no. <laughs> I don't want to be stung by giant fucking hornets, Jesus. <laughs> Um, I had a break written in here, but we got through the first part really quickly. Do you guys want to keep going? Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now on to the anime that are actually still airing. They have survived the pandemic. The culling. <laughs> yes. For better or worse. <laughs> so um, first thing that aired this season was Tamayomi, the baseball girls, uh, which is on Funimation. It's a from a manga. The studio is Studio A Cat, who made Frame Arms Girl, uh, and the director Toshinori Fukushima directed major seasons three through six. So like, he's got that major pedigree. Um, one other weird note is that the this character designs were by the it, Konosuba dude, Koichi Kokiku. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come out out quite as well <laughs> when in this show as they do in Konosuba. Um, yeah, so this is a show about girls playing baseball, and especially about like a pitcher and catcher who are a battery. Uh, they used to be close friends. The pitcher has this like magic pitch she throws, where it's like a fucking just nasty curve slash slider uh, that just breaks like right at the plate, and it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she learns the master that, but like she has like trauma because when she was learning to throw this pitch in middle school, her catcher couldn't catch it. And she was like, you're making me look bad. I keep getting past balls and we're losing games because of you. And so instead of like figuring out a way to catch the pitch, she told her like, just throw fastballs. And what of course, a cunt. <laughs> it's, it's pretty shitty. I yeah. mean, like it's, it's probably like those major league catchers though, who like they try to catch like Tim Wakefield's knuckleball and they just can't. And they're well, like, I don't want to catch this guy. I can't yeah, do it. That, make don't me look they bad. Also, tell her because she's like the only one who's like really serious about that team, and th- she's like, mm-hmm. none of us really care about winning. We yeah. don't. We're just here for like the credits or something like that. And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't. I would immediately walk off any field if like I found that out. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to play with you. Fuck this. <laughs> we just want to have fun and chill. It's like, no, come on, we're playing sports. We can Let's do win. that, but. We, we, yeah. You're still going to try for the win a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, otherwise, it's just, what the hell is the point? It's just depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so in high school, Yomi, who's the pitcher, uh, she meets back up with Tamaki, or Tama, who has become this really good catcher, uh, known for, like, never allowing a passed ball. And so, yeah, she can throw the curveball to her. It works out. 
and then basically they start building a team around them. Uh, there's like a, I think there's like a quite a bit of Yuri bait in this show with the girls like holding hands and like rubbing their faces into each other's stomachs and like you don't the, say the thick muscular thighs and the art style, which is that, fun. That is 100% accurate because I remember mm-hmm. being in high school and taking note that our softball team. All of them have big booties and thick thighs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta generate that I, I, power. Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, that's a, that's a legit thing. <laughs> they tend to have those thick thighs. So, yeah. It's similar with the volleyball team, too. Yeah. Everyone knows that the secret to, like, thick thighs and nice butts is just to walk a lot. Like, to walk and run a lot. Well, is that, why, squats, sport, squats is that why you've been doing all those walking, cat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if you look, um, if you look at people who walk for their job, they they often have the best butts. Hmm. Oh, that's true. Squats and lunges don't hurt as well. Um, oh yeah, sure. that that definitely helps. Uh, so the problem with the show is it looks like shit. <laughs> like, Dude, there's a CGI scene in the second episode, and I was just like, oh fuck! It like scared me. <laughs> it was so bad. I now nowhere. Uh, so I saw your note about episode four, so yeah, I deliberately I went. I deliberately went to episode four and was like, it can't be that bad. Mm. And I like watched the, the, I was like, oh no, the CGI, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's <laughs> Not insane. the CGI. Yeah, no, it was bad. I also found it just not that interesting. And I, I like sports yeah. anime and I was just like, meh. So. I agree. It's not that interesting. My only and positive so was depressing. that at least Miss Fuji is pretty cute. Oh, That's yeah. like all I could take from it. <laughs> That's like another show that we're going to cover, whereas like the only thing I could take from it is like, oh, that one girl's real hot. <laughs> That's basically it. The, the yeah. anime eyes in this are just like like really big and stereotypical, too. It, it, it kind of looked <laughs> like a teenager drew this to me. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, it's... It's rough. I'm like, who knows how much time they had to work on this or like what the talent level is of all the people drawing. But like, it really just did not come out well. And if you if you were to tell me that they rushed this, I would completely believe believe it. Yeah. 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 And and I'm not saying, I mean, hey, I can't draw that well, but I'm just saying I've seen a shit ton better. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, well, when it's you your know. profession, it's, you have sta- yeah, yeah. certain standards yeah. you need to live up to. When, 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 you know when I'm comparing it, like, well, I can't draw that well, so I'll give them props there. You know it's bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all I can say to feel bad for them is that, so. <laughs> uh. All right. Speaking of shows that look like shit, uh, <laughs> Tower of uh, God. It, it doesn't I, look that bad. I adjusted. It bothered me at first, but then I was like, all right, this is more of like its art style. It is so definitely I, the different art style. I don't like this type of like kind of sketchy line work that they're using. It does look a lot like the webtoon, which I went and read like like a, the first chapter of or something just to get an idea of what it looks like. Um, and that's one of the interesting things about Tower of God is that it is adapted from a Korean manhwa instead of like a Japanese manga or something. Yeah, um, and this is kind of this is going to turn into a big deal because I know we know that the the God of High School is going to come out next also, mm-hmm. and that's also another manhwa. And there's a lot of really good manhwa out there, and they they can differ a lot from uh, like just manga. So yeah. basically, this is what I was telling Becom earlier. This, if I had to compare this to an anime genre, but say it's not the same, this is uh, Korean's f- version of uh, shonen. Is yeah. what this is, 
and it reminds me of a couple other uh, manuals I've read. Uh, it was uh, Seer the Gamer, The God of High School, which I already mentioned, and then like my personal favorite is Solo Leveling. Which oh yeah, is, I've heard that one. This level, it, that looks pretty good, actually. It's really cool, and they all have this similar start. Uh, one thing is that this one, Tower of God, actually has a, a younger character. Usually, most of these characters are high school or even in some of them are in their 20s, which is uh, different from like Shonen, which they're usually young boys. Yeah, I just can't wait. It, I really wish they would do solo leveling next because it's such a fun read. Uh, and, and a lot of the time, these uh, characters are just like really, really OP. Like they're almost <laughs> one punch manning it the whole time. So, but uh, Tower of God is not like that. It has the younger character. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's usually, they almost all start off as like training arcs at some point. It's, you'll, after you've watched enough of them or read enough of them, you'll start picking up all these weird differences. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I do, I do like Korean manhwa. I find them to be a little bit more mature on average than manga. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But I found the beginning of this to be so slow. Like the first episode, I could not understand anything that was going on. I felt like... Um, oh, that was my other point I was going to tell you. A lot of these, they just like throw you right in the middle of it. And a lot of the time, you're figuring shit out along with the main character. And I mean, like, they have... Like, they could just be like a regular character in a regular world just like ours. And suddenly they find this underworld and they suddenly have these powers and then... They're, all this shit's being thrown at them. And they're like, what? And you're sitting there going, what? Also, and you have to like learn with them. So like uh, some of these, when they start off, are just like overwhelming. And you just kind of got to re- just relax and know that the things will be explained. But sometimes they go on too long and then they quit making any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I watched a lot of anime to like prepare for this season. And I remember in particular, this is the one that my boyfriend walked by and was like, that looks dumb as shit. <laughs> I think the art style so, can really throw you off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. But I, I think the second episode got much better. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more in it. And it, I was interested. Um. I did. I saw that uh, Leo compared it to um, Naruto, mm-hmm. uh, or was that you? Or uh, that was um, me, Naruto yeah. or Hunter Hunter with the exam arc. Yeah, which I, I felt that too. Like in the middle of the second episode, I was like, "Is this Naruto? What's happening?" <laughs> um, I don't know. I do feel like we have some responsibility to cover it because it is by far the most popular thing this season. Um, but it's just it's good, but it's not. I don't understand why it is the most popular. I will say the two things I like about it a lot are Kevin Penkin is doing the soundtrack, who did the Made in Abyss soundtrack and Shield Hero soundtracks. Um, and the OP and ED are by Stray Kids, and they're fucking great. <laughs> like, the <laughs> songs are great. Um, so, yeah, that that is nice. Like, at the beginning and end of every episode, you get at least that. It's just, like, what's happening in between the OP and ED, I'm just like... I've seen better versions of this kind of thing. Um, now, friends who have read ahead in Tower of God tell me it gets more interesting as it goes on, but hmm. they said that about Black Clover, too, and I don't know if I still believe that. I don't know. <laughs> is this gonna- uh, I all agree with that. I was not very happy with the beginning of Black Clover, but I'm pretty invested now. Mm-hmm. So, Is this going to be like Black Clover or any other show shonen that we do where... It's it's a never ending basically because I don't it's really want to start covering a, a show that it's going to have two hundred episodes. Well, um, uh, like go to webtoon right now. 
This is what it does have in common with. <laughs> they can go on forever. Yeah, Tower of God has like several hundred chapters already on Webtoon. It's on yeah. what is called season three of it, I guess. But like season two, for instance, went on for 337 chapters. Oh, so. It sounds like a manual. Yeah, no I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be... I, I want us to cover it because it is so popular, but also I don't want to be trapped in like, but now we have to cover this forever. <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we've <laughs> dropped things when they get boring before, so I wouldn't worry too much about that, but yeah. Oh, what was the one with the uh, boy and the, uh, the, the, the the marionettes and shit? Oh, God. Uh, oh. Car Curry Circus. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> This does remind me of that in a weird way. Like, well, we can give it a shot, and then look where and that we happened. we were happy for a while, and then suddenly, like, I don't remember what episode, we all three started going, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this may end what, up being And then we found one. out they skipped, like, 20 chapters at one point, and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it'll be interesting, because uh, will they skip chapters in Tower of God is a good question, too. I, I wonder. Uh We'll see how the pacing handles it. (laughs) Okay. So uh, let's move on to the next show, which I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on. It's called The Eighth Sun. Are you kidding me? On Crunchyroll. Um, The studios that are working on it are Synergy SP and Shin A Animation. And the director, Tatsuo Miura, is a first-time director. Um yeah, I just thought this was like a super boring, generic isekai. It's absolutely the most boring way to be isekai that happened to him. He just fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, Just yeah. use Truck Coon. He's there. <laughs> yeah, truck Coon is, is like just waiting. Come on. It's, it's very stereotypical, but it's done well, at least. Like, the entire time I wasn't bored. I guess so. I, I will say it's not, it's not like, oh, this is so good. But, mm-hmm. but I was interested the entire time. And I could see myself, like, trying episode three and being like, hmm, is it good? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. I, won't, I won't say it's shit. It's not shit, but it's it's not like quality. <laughs> okay. It's like what's the whole thing? Is it like he get he's the he gets isekai, but he's in a family and where he is the eighth son, and so that doesn't mean any shit. Like it doesn't mean jack shit in a noble family. You're not going to get basically anything except for some money and get told to like fuck off. Yeah, did no did anyone feel like the uh, elf dude? Was creep like creepy child molester creepy like the way that he would do things <laughs> like obviously yeah. it didn't turn out that way but it was like come to the forest by yourself <laughs> tell no one yes like they can't know what we do here they wouldn't understand I was like this is all stuff a pedophile would say <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> like yeah um, but I don't know like the the whole idea that he has magical powers and. That's what's going to get him out of this hole is interesting. Um, it's a little convenient. Um, the the random elf person that comes to teach him is weird. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it, it might be interesting. Maybe That's I don't know, I but the, it didn't stand out from the pack basically for me. Yeah. Um, uh, unlike the next show, which was pretty interesting, Kakushi Goto on Funimation. Uh, which is from a manga, Studio Ajiado, which is like a sister studio to Kyoto Animation. And the director, Yuta Murano, who has directed How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, which is a very different show. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And also, notably, it's from the original author of Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei and Joshiraku, 
um, which explains the character designs quite a bit uh, and the types of characters. Um, and the music by Yukari Hashimoto, uh, he also did Three Gatsu no Lions music and Sarazanmai's music, and even Torador's music. So, yeah. Um, so I want to get like one thing clear is that Funimation sucks at subtitling sometimes. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I couldn't tell if I should be looking at the top or the bottom of the screen. <laughs> and they were it's so rough. erratic with it. It was bad. It's rough because like, especially like with shows like Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei, where there's like constant dialogue and there's constant puns as well. Like there's so much stuff that you just have to sort of explain for the English language viewer that the screen just ends up being like a massive paragraph of text and it's popping up at different times because Funimation doesn't do like real typesetting or anything. So it's not in the portions of the screen you would expect it to be. Like typically the spoken dialogue that is being spoken between characters right now in the foreground, it should be on the bottom. And then like the dialogue that's like, in the background should be at the top of the screen separated from it. And if there's any like typesetting of like things that are written, they should be somewhere near where they are supposed to be written. Like I think Crunchyroll has been pretty good about that. Funimation, not as much. And like, it just really shows with this kind of show where there's so much information on screen at a time. It's so frustrating. As Funimation has gotten more and more shows, I've been so sad because I just don't think they handled them as professionally. As Crunchyroll does. Yeah, they're, they're lagging a little bit behind, and, and like especially like Crunchyroll, and also definitely like Netflix does better subtitling, I feel like, too. And yeah, I don't know. They have to pick it up somehow. They got to figure out a way, because if they're going to have well, all these shows, like, God. They, they just better. need to they look the at their co- competitors and be like, well, it looks like they're doing this. Let's just copy them. It's not like that's, you know, it's not <laughs> like they can't. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it takes time sometimes to figure it out, I guess, for the different companies. But hopefully they will because they've gotten, I think, a lot of negative feedback on this show in particular. And and it's annoying because it's like a pretty good show. It's like a pretty good father-daughter story. Um, Kakushi is – Kakushi Goto is actually his name, which his name means secret when you put it all together. But uh, it also means work, Shigoto, and drawing or kaku or draw. Uh, so he his work is drawing manga, and he wants to keep it a secret from his daughter because he's embarrassed about it. It's perverted um, manga. Yeah, perverted etchy manga. And it's so interesting like- <laughs> that there's a show that's like the opposite of this, where the guy's a perv manga artist, and he's just like proud, and his <laughs> daughter is like embarrassed about it. And this is the opposite. Oh yeah, like Aochan. Is that what? It's yeah, called? I was like, what show is that? Was it, was it Alchan Can't Study? I, I just remember was, yeah. he wanted his boob yes, pudding. Yes, yes. It's, it's something Can't Study. Remember, because yeah. she like, keeps trying to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the so. little tiny dad. <laughs> That's true. That is like the opposite of the show. I never thought about it that way. That's really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, the, a couple things about the second episode I did like. I thought it was kind of funny, and like it made me feel better about every time Ichiko would catch Kakushi, like kind of spying on them or lurking nearby. Like, good for you. She's on her game. Uh, <laughs> but then there was just, like, all this sad stuff at the end that just made me think of a, a, just a bunch of questions. Like, what happened to the mother? Mother, mm-hmm. uh, Did she do all those boxes that's in her closet? Yeah, and- I think she left them behind with the ages that Hime should open them, basically. I think? I don't know. Unless he did it, but... Yeah. No, he totally had to have done... Uh, like, she, she had to have done that before she died. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's my guess. Yeah, because Kakushi, he... She... Uh, she got the kim- the kimono 
out of it. And he's like, where'd you get that? She's like, it was in the boxes. So like, he didn't know. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. yeah the so then it's definitely his, the mother's doing. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of sweet. Like if you know, you're going to die, like leaving gifts. What, what if, what if it's the mother left though. him when it she is. found out about his job? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so ashamed. Cause he's like, no, no, people really will leave me. If my I daughter them. will leave me next. <laughs> It's really interesting how the daughter, like when she, because they're flash forwarding to when she like discovers this in the future and the boxes. Yeah, and so stuff. like we know she finds out when she's eighteen, and she's upset with herself that she didn't try to find out more about her dad. Like so, some her dad. I don't know if he's dead or if he's just gone, and she can't she can't ask him questions about what his work was like. But that's interesting to see her regretting that. Like I get the feeling that this might be a bit of a tearjerker in the end, even if it is pretty funny like most of the time like yeah, while i'm watching it's pretty it funny right now uh yeah it, it yeah. is cute i found it a little like mundane the first few episodes but it could get better because mm-hmm. it has yeah. like hints of darker subtext which do interest me they just didn't go into it enough in the first two episodes yeah i think given the writer we should definitely expect like more subtext to come for sure yeah given yeah. their past work so yeah i i, I enjoyed the show i think it's i think it's pretty interesting uh, should we move on to listeners on Funimation? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, this is uh, this original anime from Studio Mappa, and like, holy shit! From the OP, can you fucking tell it's Mappa? Like, just the OP alone is so well animated. <laughs> like, so many little little clips of like awesome animation in that OP. Um, the director Hiroaki Ando, who directed Ajin Demi Human, uh, and also note like we mentioned earlier, uh, it's created by Dai Sato who uh, created Eureka 7. And man, I got huge Eureka 7 vibes from this because, like, <laughs> the main dude is, like, sort of a mechanic and then there's, like, this, like, superhuman girl who he's clearly going to fall in love with. Um, well, but, like, like, I love the character designs in this. It's very mm, pretty. Mm-hmm. Everything is pretty, but, like, I, I wasn't... First of all, they don't give you enough hints in the first two episodes for me to really, under, like, know if I'm interested in this. Okay. Um, there's a lot like still uncovered. Um, and then I also just found it. I don't know. Like I just, I wasn't, I wasn't as intrigued by the, the story. It was kind of a shame. Yeah. I don't know where the story is necessarily going for sure. Like, yeah, it's this world where there are these superhumans named players who fend off these monsters named Earless, who in the episode, the second episode, we kind of find out that the Earless are former humans who failed at becoming players and then are, like, hunting down players afterwards, like, uh, to, like, be killed, I guess. I don't know. Um, The Earless also kind of reminded me of, like, big versions of the Heartless from the Kingdom Hearts series, which is kind of funny. Um, But, yeah, the way that they fight them off, there's these things called equipment, uh, the one that... Echo, the main character, has, like, built and taken care of is basically just, like, a Vox amplifier that Mew, who is the main girl, can, like, plug into her lower back with, like, a guitar core, guitar guitar cable. Isn't it, like, on the hip or something like that? I thought it was, like, just, like, right in the smack in the middle of her lower back, but I could be wrong. No, she has has something on her hip, but the plug-in is on her back. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. So... I don't. I, everything about this is interesting. Like the idea that she gets something plugged into her is really interesting. Like the mm-hmm. whole Gundam thing is really interesting. I don't know. It's just um, it just falls flat for whatever reason. Like, and I feel like every season there is one of these shows that mm-hmm. is produced really well, 
it's it, like on paper, you know, the studio is great. It seems like it's going to do well, and it just falls flat for whatever reason. Yeah. And, like, not much happened in the second episode. Like, the second episode, these, like, three sisters show up called the Neubotten sisters. And the only mm-hmm. thing I really liked about them is that they look like they're straight out of Nier Automata with, like, the black, like, th- uh, yeah. things over their face. And like, they, they're they doing poses and stuff. And, like, they were kind of cute. But, like, also, I just didn't get much out of that episode otherwise. Like, I think the music in this series is pretty cool, which makes sense because it's going to focus on the music a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm also, I'm just not too drawn into the dynamic between the main two. It's like, I don't know. It's like very like teenager romance, like, you know, preteen book. I don't, I don't know. It's fine, but it's nothing like amazing so far. Yeah. I I have some concerns about the animation because it looks like to me that it looks like it's being animated by the team who did did, uh, Dororo. Yeah. And that got kind of janky at times but that the but the character designs to me look like they came out of like rage of bahamut yeah they do <laughs> they totally so do so i i'm like i'm like do they have like a mix of both the teams working on it so i i, I don't I w- know i wonder yeah because there are moments when it doesn't look great for sure and then there are other moments when it looks really nice so i, I don't know mm-hmm. it's a little bit uneven through the first couple episodes but yeah i don't know i just it didn't hook me same way as like with cat like i'm not sure I'm not sure where it's going. I'll probably, whether they're not recovering, I'll probably at least give it like two or three more episodes. Okay. Yeah, I probably will too. Because uh, I just didn't know what to make of it for sure. Um, so moving on from listeners to wave, listen to me on Funimation. <laughs> uh, this is the source of this is a manga and it's Studio Sunrise who make Gundam and Love Live, but found time to make another type of show. Um, director Tatsuma Minamikawa has directed Fairy Tale Movie 2 Dragon Cry for this. Uh, and it's also created by Hiroaki Samura, who created Blade of the Immortal, surprisingly. A very different kind of thing, but this was a breath of fucking fresh air for me. Because uh, you never see, like, you almost never see anime like this these days that are led by, like, a 26 year old woman who is not in school. Like, she's just working at a restaurant. Um, and it's just, like, about sort of, like, adults being adults. But, like, yeah, she basically gets roped into this talk radio broadcast. She got, like, really drunk after work. And this guy who, like, is a producer at the radio show discovered her, brought her in, and was, <laughs> like, just threw her at the microphone and says and he like loved what she was talking about and just made her record a radio show while she was super drunk uh, and she only like sort of figures out like what had happened the next day when she hears herself on the radio complaining about her terrible ex-boyfriend Mitsuo. I hated that I'm sitting here I'm like she's just she complained for literally half an episode I do not want to fucking watch this well she had a lot to complain about <laughs> Dude, it was like a reflex. I mean, I like after like two minutes, I just started tuning it out and nodding my head and going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, no, you're, you're oh. not the demographic for this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was a little bit like uh, Loveline and like Dr. Drew After Dark where they like answer mm-hmm. people's questions and stuff. But like she turned everyone back to her and then back to complaining. And I was like, oh, shut up. Well, you we also got that radio broadcast in like the very beginning of episode one, which is like I assume from in the future, like when she's become more established, because it's like 
she's doing this reading where she's answering people's questions and she's not complaining. Instead, she's like literally pretending to fight a bear on Sapporo Mountain in Hokkaido. Uh, and like, I just liked how she was working together with like the audio mixers to make it sound like she was actually fighting a bear. Um, which is cool. Like I would listen to a show like that. That's kind of fun. But yeah, the, the, the broadcast that she does like near the end of episode one, where she's like complaining about the guy who like tricked her into lending him like 500,000 yen, uh, with like a stupid sob story about his dad's factory, how it was going to close and shit. And then, like, dumped her, like, immediately afterwards. Like, that guy has it coming. Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. But I, but I kept, like, wanting to ask her more questions. Like, but how long had you dated him? But, like, <laughs> but why? <laughs> I wanted to know more. Um, I was really surprised by this show. I, I came into it being like, eh, whatever. Like, this doesn't seem like it's going to be that great. It's not that ranked that high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was really surprised by how good it was. There's just the energy of the show is what makes it good, in my opinion. Not reading the plot. Because if I'm reading the plot, it doesn't sound that amazing. Oh, yeah. It sounds kind of boring. Just read the plot. Um, yeah. It just has a good feel to it. It's well done. The plot is well done. I, I highly recommend anyone who's like, meh, but this seems boring. Like, no, no, no. Just try the first episode. See. You'll know right away if you like it or not. Yeah. yeah. I also did the same thing you did, Become was... I first thing I did was check out and see who this voice actress is for her. Yeah. And then I'm like, she's done nothing. How the fuck did she get this role? <laughs> Look, it looks like she was one of the fucking mushrooms in issues of reviewers. Like literally that's the level of role she's done before this. And she's fucking amazing in this. It's she's so good. Like, and they make a big deal in the second episode about how like she is impressive because she could go for like, a long time without stumbling over her speech, which is something I know like we all struggle with, like as podcasters, like it's something that's very difficult to do, especially when you're just doing stuff on the fly with like no prep. Um, and so like, that's something that's impressive that, but like the voice actor has to be able to portray that, like talking really quickly and excitedly about something. And she does such an amazing job. I was so impressed. Riho Sugiyama is her name. If I didn't mention it already. Yeah. Cool. She's going to be a star. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see where this show goes and how it develops. Um, there are a bunch more cast members that, ha- that are, appear in the OP that haven't really been introduced too much yet. Uh, people who work at the radio station, other broadcasters at the radio station, one of whom seems like a little bit jealous of Minari for getting like attention from the producer and stuff. Um, I'm curious to see how they all play against each other uh, and how like her career develops. And I also want to see like a little bit more about like radio production behind the scenes, which I enjoyed those moments in the first two episodes about how they were mixing voices and like adding audio and just like the whole technique of like fucking radio broadcasts, which is really interesting to look at. Yeah, Uh, for sure. It's, it's an unexpected bright spot in a season of mostly meh. So I'm I'm very excited about the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Soccer Wars, the animation on Funimation. Uh, this is a weird one. It's from Studio Sans again. It's based on a game. It's directed by Manabu Ono, who directed the Asterisk War uh, and Sword Art Online Alicization. He's doing this now. Um, it's weird because this is a sequel to an anime called Soccer Wars from 2000. 
Um, and uh, it's cat. Did you get to watch it? I watched the first episode and I found it like weird. And I was just like, no, would you agree that it's, it's Revu starlight, but it in a different similar. package, but with like a yeah. splash of Gundam. So- like, yeah, that's what yeah, I got from this. It's a really good there's summary. There's a lot of, like, theater, and, and they're on the stage, and I'm just like, what is this? And then there's fighting, and, but they're fighting with Gundams. I was like, yeah, what? It's all very dramatic. There, there's, like, a place where, I guess, this girl and the dude are, like, romantically involved in some slight way, and yeah. he brings, like, this young girl back with him, and it's from like, Mos- oh. From the Moscow I, combat. I think this romance is... Com- completely one-sided for now <laughs> yeah i'm just like well it seems like you like him but i'm not sure he has the same memo uh it, it's it's dramatic and i was just like i don't know this i, I was i was actually expecting to like this because when you said revu starlight i was like oh well it might be better than revu starlight and i might like him more so i went into it like excited and hopeful and then as the show like the first episode went on i was like oh Oh no! no. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, like a even, battle like, idol show, basically at the heart yeah, of it. Yeah, it's. I swear it's to some God, trash. if it gets a talking animal, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> it's so weird. I went back and I watched like the first episode of the show from 2000, and like, yeah, like I can see that the similarities between that one and this one. It just seems like a lot of stuff probably happened in that like 25 episode original season that would explain and inform like the things that are happening now like this is a true sequel and they didn't do a ton to just like really bring you back into like the world of like whatever has happened they they had like one little bit in the first episode about like catching you up and that was it um the only thing I, other thing i would say is that anastasia is super hot and if <laughs> that, that would be like the only reason i would keep watching that this show is for anastasia <laughs> see oh, her boy. do shit but that yeah that was the show i was thinking about earlier where it's like the only thing i could take away from it is one character being hot (laughs) (laughs) so yeah all right that's fair uh next show i can take a lot of things away from gal and dino on funimation okay another one that i read the manga and when i heard this i my first thought was this has to be a short yeah (laughs) it would make so much more sense as a short and then, like, I find out it's, like, full-length episodes. I'm like, there's no way they can pull this off. And they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> so this is from the people who made Pop Team Epic. Uh, Jun Aoki is directing again. Uh, Kamikaze Doga Studio, uh, or Space Neko Company also, I guess, is involved. But, yeah, it is basically a Pop Team Epic-like show where a blonde sort of Gyaru girl brings home a dinosaur randomly. Uh, and this big blue dinosaur just like lives with her. Well, and she's not the first person anime that we've watched where she got drunk and brought home a giant lizard. Oh God, you're right. Fucking Dora Hetero season two is here. Oh, who knew? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking oh, wait, about. What are you talking about? <laughs> the one with the dragon maids. Oh, oh, well, dragon maid or maid dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There Good you go. <laughs> that is true. It turns out this happens a lot. God, cat, was it with women? They get drunk and they bring home lizards. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we we do a lot of things when we're drunk. So yeah, that's know. true. And this what? is where your boyfriend walks into the room and rips off his mask, and it's a lizard head <laughs> underneath. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. 
so yeah, the the weird thing with the show is like the first half of every episode is like these short animated skits, and then the second half is live action. Like sort of reenactments of the some of those skits with some other extra skits thrown in with like instead of the cute Garu girl, it's like an old man who's living with this, <laughs> this dinosaur. Um, and I kind of like the live action segments more than the animated segments, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of enjoy this less as an anime and more as like a weird like altered reality kind of show. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's funny, but I also think like the premise of this gets old really quick, uh, and that's why it's it probably would have worked better as a, as a short, like Leo said, like a six or twelve minute short, maybe even. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Like Cat said, it's super bizarre. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on. Not much else to say about that one. I don't think uh, sing- it's funny and weird, oh, yeah. but not not substantial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the next show is Sing Yesterday for me, which is on Crunchyroll, or Yesterday Utate. Um, it's from a manga, and Studio Dogokobo is making it. Uh, the director, Yoshiyuki Fujiwara, worked on New Game and engaged the un- unidentified, as well as Plastic Memories. Um, so yeah, uh, this I wasn't sure what to think about this after one episode, because I was... I was interested in some of the characters, but also like feeling like I'd seen this type of story before because the main or the main guy Rikuo, he is kind of like a the self-described loafer who has graduated from college into becoming a guy who works to register at a convenience store. Which to say that's a story a lot of people can probably identify with, honestly, uh, especially in bad job market times. Uh, but he just seems to be not very passionate about much, except maybe photography. And he just has, like, no motivation. So Wow, he sounds super boring. Yeah, he does. He really does. <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't sound like the type of guy I want to root for. But you know what What usually walks into that kind of guy's life, Leo? Is a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> Lots of women. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's two, basically, two big ones. There's... Haru, who is this girl who literally like walks around with like a crow on her shoulder. She is the most manic pixie dream girl that ever I manic pixie I'm dream back. girl. You can't escape me. I'm a crow. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other girl is Shinako, who he dated, I guess, for a while while they were in college together. Um, but they broke up, and she has an interesting past where basically her like ex boyfriend died. Well, this is what we find out in like episode two. I don't think that they dated. I think that they were good friends, and he never confessed to her. Oh, I guess maybe that's true. I thought they. It was so unclear because it seemed like they had romantic history together. Like that's the way they acted, but yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where the subtext was always there, Mm -hmm. but like he never was like, "Hey, I feel this way," and she's caught up on this dude that's dead, so she never said anything. Right. And so they were just, like, friends. But, like, you know that weird feeling that you get when you hang out with two people who are friends? And you're like, but no, there's something going on. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's like that. Yeah, and, like, so he just, in the first episode, he confesses this crush finally. Uh, and yeah. she asks, like, nah, can we just stay friends, basically? Because, like, like we learned in episode two, she's still hung up on the relationship we had, she had with that guy which was pretty intense as he was getting sicker and sicker and then eventually passed away. Um, 
and she just can't stop thinking about him. But like, she also, she seems open to potentially pursuing something with Rikuo if she could ever get over herself and her own like holdups. But for now, it's just like a solid no. And then Crow Girl is really interested in Rikuo apparently because like he she dropped something in the street like five years ago and he picked it up for her and now she's been in love with him ever since. <laughs> it's a typical anime story. <laughs> that's something that sounds like something an actual crow would do. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember this person from years ago. They helped me. <laughs> I'll turn into a hot girl and be their boy uh, girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, I like how she styles her hair like after the crow too. <laughs> like, her hair just yeah. looks like the flowing feathers of a crow or something spread out. Um and yeah, she used to be the student of Shinako, but I guess she also dropped out of high school uh for reasons. And so, yeah, there's a whole bunch of like stuff going on in this like whole whole love triangle. And then there's another guy, Ro, who gets introduced in episode 2 who is the younger brother of Shinako's ex-boyfriend who died. And so he seems to care a lot about her because she was always around. Um, and he seems to have feelings for her as well. And so it's a big mess. And yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty well presented. I, I think it looks pretty nice uh, as an anime. Um, and yeah, I'm just it just seems like it's going to be pretty depressing. Uh, and it seems like Haru's just going to really get there to like cheer up Rikuo the entire time. Oh, sounds like know. good reasons not to watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious about it. I want to see what happens. Uh, I might start to hate it around episode six. It seems like the kind of show where it's either going to be that or I'll start to like it a lot, depending on which way it goes. Um, but yeah, Haru kind of like declares war on Shinako in the second episode. Even though Shinako's like, I'm not interested in him. She's like, no, nah, I know you're interested. And I'm declaring <laughs> war on you. For what so. it's worth, I feel like it's serious enough that I'm I'm very interested in just seeing how it goes. Right. But I don't know. We'll yeah. Okay. Um, well, that was an interesting one where apparently it's going to have like 12 television episodes and then six that are streaming. So it's like going to be 18 episodes in all, which is interesting. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that then. Sounds I was like, like another good understand. reason we shouldn't cover it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leah, mm. hush. <laughs> You're gonna be stuck with it. You know it. Uh, uh, a couple more shows before the break. Uh, we got Arte on Funimation. This is from a manga studio, Seven Arcs. The director Takayuki Hamana has done The Prince of Tennis, Aaron the Beast Player. Uh, the OP is also sung by Maya Sakamoto, which is kind of nice. Um, so yeah, this is about. It's loosely apparently based on an Italian Renaissance master named Artemisia Gentileschi, who was like one of the first female like major painters, I guess, in the Italian Renaissance. And so yeah, the main character here, Arte, is loosely based on that. She's a noble-born girl who is not excited to just be like a, the, the wife of some guy. And, like, that's, like, all her mother wants for her is just to, like, marry some rich guy so you can have uh, security, basically. Uh, and she's like, no, I want to do something else. I don't want to be locked in a cage for the rest of my life. And so she goes out to visit all these art workshops and finally gets someone to take her in as an apprentice uh, after, like, almost everybody rejected her almost entirely because she's a girl. Um, 
And she, at one point, she's like, I'm going to chop all my hair off to give up on being a girl. If it means that like, somebody will finally notice her. Uh, and so she does get noticed by Leo, of all people. Leo, thank you for noticing Arte. Uh, You're welcome. Leo, who runs a workshop in Florence, Italy, uh, asks, her, <laughs> asks her why she wants to become an artisan. And she basically, at first she says, like, I just love drawing. And he doesn't seem very satisfied by that, by that. And he gives her, like, an impossible job to try to do, just, like, to prepare all of these canvases, like, these wooden boards that he's going to paint on. Um, and she gets it done overnight, which is really surprising, which is, like, a lot of sanding and shit. Her hands, like, are really hurting. See, I'm all about giving women equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah. You're Cos- you and Kazuma from Konosuba are very about equality of opportunity. <laughs> um so, like, Leo had no intention of actually making her an apprentice, uh, but she takes this all in stride, and he, it's made her so happy that she he treated her like anybody else, that that he even talked to her and looked at her drawings and considered her, that she's still, like, so happy. And then she admits that, like, the true reason she really wanted to become an artisan is just to make a living on her own ability rather than just, like, leeching off of somebody else and not having her own life. Which that aligns a lot more with the Leo guy's like reasons for why he became an artisan because he was like a starving kid. And so she gets accepted as his apprentice and moves out of her home and like live, lives in this shack above Leo's warehouse. Um, and yeah, like I, I've watched several episodes of this and it kind of continues on with her like sort of forcing her way into the art world when like a whole bunch of men like are gatekeeping it um, and just like being determined and like she meets some other guys who are like interested in her and like think she's interesting because she is so different. Um, but yeah, it's the kind of thing where I was watching it. I was also thinking like, if you're the type of person who didn't like Captain Marvel, cause you, you didn't like, if it was like in your face about like a girl power, uh, <laughs> Arte is not the show for you. Like, cause yeah, it's, it's definitely upfront about like her wanting to overcome that barrier. Uh, and get into this world of art and like there's a lot of like like evil men who are trying to stop her from doing that and it's like can be a little bit over the top at times uh, i don't think I it's like, like it. evil men because like in the first two episodes there's i didn't find anyone to be evil just like stereotypical of the time yeah stereotypical i would say yeah like like once she proves herself they're not like well we're still gonna be shitty to you a lot of times they're still like well okay you did your thing i guess you can draw whatever the fuck you want to draw what was it she wanted to do like the statue yeah there's like a statue in this guy's workshop and so she lifted these heavy bags of um clay i think yeah to like move them around they're like there's no way she this puny girl can carry these bags of clay and then she's like oh wait i remember watching some guy put his like back and knees into like dragging his cart outside if i do the same thing with this clay i can pick it up and so she does and she because of that she gets respect and she gets to draw that statue so yeah i I don't know i like the art style i like that it's different um than any other anime out just because at least it's a different setting i get tired of all the anime being set in the same similar you know universe Mm -hmm. so it's at least different and interesting and new um i thought it had potential yeah i think it's i think it's a pretty decent show i don't i don't think there's anything like i really strongly dislike about it and i do like the way it portrays florence italy like it looks pretty really nice uh though i think at that time 
the streets would be a lot darker and dirtier than they appear in the anime. Um, like there was this practice in Florence in a lot of areas of like putting boarded like uh, bridges between the buildings over the street. So the street would be like really dark because people would walk between houses on these boards. Um, so that's something that's like not in here, but I don't know. Maybe I have the time period wrong, but I think it was in Renaissance times that that was going on. If you get too realistic, you you will ruin the fantasy. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the uh, the real Artemisia Gentileschi has like a much much darker story too. Like there was some like rape things that went on in her life. Like oh man, so the, the, there's like a lot of dark shit that I don't know if we're gonna get into in this anime. Yeah, part of me when, when like the Leo, the old guy hit like was like yeah no you can work here i was like oh no he's gonna hit on her and be like if you let me fuck you or something <laughs> oh, yeah. jesus i was i was like waiting for it and then it didn't happen and i was like oh well maybe i'm too cynical i don't You're, know you sound disappointed <laughs> about that no, i'm not disappointed i just like expected it because i just you felt like, in like that you were time, like damn he wasn't gonna force her to have sex with him <laughs> i just like in that time period i just didn't think that, that would happen like i was like oh of course someone's gonna try to rape her <laughs> but it didn't happen, and then I was like, oh, okay. All right, well, I mean, it's still... F- All right. Um, Surprisingly, Leo seems to be a pretty decent guy. <laughs> I know. It seems That's like what he's... they all say. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, all the girls that have dated Leo have been like, well, I thought he was a creep, but then I dated him for a while, and he's actually a good guy. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. Uh, okay, next show. Uh, my next life Woo-hoo. is... My Next Life as a Villainous, All Roots Lead to Doom, which is on Crunchyroll. Um, this is based on a light novel, and the studio is Silver Link, and it's directed by Keisuke Inoue from uh, Ao Chan Ken Study. Take a step back. Yeah. L- this, it's based on a light novel that's about being isekai'd into a game world that is now an anime. Yeah. Could you keep up with me there? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, wow, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> and it's specifically an Otome game world. So, like, one that's catered to a main female protagonist collecting a bunch of pretty boys, which historically on this podcast, we dislike. <laughs> so, usually real bad. Um, but this one is very different, it has a twist to it because the main character is not the meek, cute, little pretty. Heroine girl heroine that you play as who has no personality no instead the girl that gets isekai into this world of the game called fortune lover she gets reincarnated as katarina clays or clays i don't know how you pronounce it some reason that name is perfect for her (laughs) (laughs) katarina and uh, a lot of people call her, I think, Bacarina because she's so stupid. <laughs> uh, but she decides to try her to use her knowledge of the game to avoid bad endings because she, Katarina Klaes, is supposed to be the villain of this game who stops the main character from getting with all these cute guys, these cute princes. Uh, and so, yeah, she's going to change up how the game is supposed to go with her foreknowledge and with trying to, like, change the way that these bad ending routes went and that makes it so much more interesting just that little twist uh are you guys experiencing the same thing like are you you finding the show fun yes loving it (laughs) unexpectedly so because i figured i'd go into this it's like oh it's a reverse harem whatever um no no it's it's got some spunk to it i I enjoy it i don't know 
She always goes in at like, well, this person will be evil and it'll be a terrible thing. And then she ends up liking them, which is kind of fun. Um, she <laughs> yeah, seems to be also- collecting like people who really adore her. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, seems it's, like everybody's flocking I, to her. And I guess in the original game, all the guys are actually like big assholes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But they're not assholes right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. so in the game, it sounds like Katarina basically turned them into the assholes they eventually become. So like in this one, since she's not an asshole herself, she's actually nice. They won't be assholes themselves. Just interesting. Wondering where he's going to go with that. Yeah. yeah. It does feel like that. Like almost the, the goal is like, look, if you're nice, everyone will be nice to you. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting how like she takes like that one guy Keith who is supposed to like lock himself in a way in his room for like his entire first part of his life, which eventually leads him to becoming like a playboy when he's older to compensate for all the time he lost, I guess. <laughs> so like it turns like she kind of like tries to keep that from happening by befriending him, and then she almost gets like killed uh, playing with him when he's like using his magic. And because of that, like, he goes to lock himself in his room. But instead of, like, le- allowing him to do that, like, she literally chops down his door with a fucking Jack Nicholson-style axe from The Shining to, to like, apologize yep. to him and make him make it so he can't just lock himself away. Uh, so all these things she, she's trying to change. I also really liked episode two where she becomes really good friends with this girl, Mary Hunt, who is supposed to become a love interest for... Alan Stewart, who is like the brother of Jordo Stewart, I guess, is the other prince. Um, and yeah, so uh, Mary is like really good at gardening, and Katarina is like really interested in that because she's like been raising her own plants for something to do. Um, and Not for something to do in case she gets banished and she can fucking make a profession. <laughs> oh, right. That's the reason. Yeah. She wants to be able, yeah. to be able to live on her own if she gets screwed over. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. always thinking of trying to think of things in her best interest. And so she's using Mary to get better at this. But like Mary turns out to really like her and she praises Mary for her green thumb, which is something that Alan is supposed to say in the game. Uh, and so since she said it first, Mary, like, you know, she likes hearing it from Alan, but she's more attached to Katarina. And so Alan comes and like yells at Ka- uh, Katarina, like, stop seducing my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but then good. he starts hanging out with her like constantly because like he wants to challenge her uh, and she keeps challenging him to like climbing trees, which she's like amazing at for whatever reason. She's like a monkey uh, until he finally like gets tired of that and she gets tired of that. And she's like, all right, let's just play piano and discovers that he's amazing at piano and praises him for that. And so, yeah, the path is going. It just seems like Katarina is going to keep collecting this harem. Of yep. people, and I, I, I bet it's going to include like the main blonde heroine girl because in the I think it's the OP or the ED, you see them like standing together on a beach holding hands, and I'm just like, this is hilarious how she's just like changing the entire <laughs> game to be about her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's weird. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this show? I, I just think it's so much fun. I'm interested enough that I'm like excited about the next episode, which is pretty uncommon with this kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. no, I'd I'd say I'll keep going with it. Okay, cool. All right, let's take a break now. I'm sure about halfway through all the shows we have to cover, and we'll be break Break time. Yeah, we'll be back. Hey, dude, you into anime, manga, and all that radical stuff? Oh yeah, man, it's tubular. Then you should totally check out the. 
This transmission has been hacked. If you want discussions, debate, reviews, and all in between, you must listen to the Anime Radicals Network at www.animeradicals.com. There's timely reviews, revolutions, mecha, and much more. Find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all podcast catchers. The Anime Radicals Network. The revolution will be simulcast. The Trash Pandas bring you this nugget from another trash can. What happens when Brains and Bullets discuss episode 2 of One Punch Man? Pretty much gene splicing heads. They will oh, sp- yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they will splice genes. They have a, a cyborg gorilla. They have a frog that walks on two legs and communicates at long range. Like, they got... You think it, they splice... The Lion King? Yeah, they, they have the lion... They have a f***ing lion. Beast, Beast King. And... <laughs> Simba. Yeah, he's f***ing Simba. I don't mean he's f***ing Simba. I mean he's f***ing Simba. We at Trash Pandas Watch Anime dig through the trash so you don't have to. You can find the Trash Pandas Watch Anime podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter where we get live updates from what we do. So, we're back with one of the weirdest fucking anime of the season, Gleipner. Okay, is it Gleipner or Gleipnar? I think it's Gleipnir. Like Gleipnir? I thought it was Gleipnir. Oh, man. <laughs> we're, we're probably terribly mispronouncing this. I, I don't really give that much of a fuck. So, Gleipnir is this thing in Norse mythology, too. It's like a binding that holds the mighty wolf Fenrir. Uh, okay. Yeah, the god. So Claire is a mighty wolf. Uh, I guess I don't know. <laughs> All I know is everybody's real sweaty. Uh, so this is based on a manga, and Studio Pine Jam is making it. Uh, the director Kazuhiro Yonida has done Yona of the Dawn, uh, Hozuki no Reitetsu season two, um, and yeah, this is like this show is the sweatiest, horniest most like hormone driven anime I've seen in quite some time that I actually <laughs> like. <laughs> it's um, really wow. weird. It's bizarre. Yeah. I think like, I think after the first episode, I counted something like 18 separate panty shots uh, in episode one or something. <laughs> it's like yeah. Claire is like, Claire is like naked, like basically the entire time. Um, but yeah, this is a show about a boy named Shuichi who mysteriously gains the ability to turn into a beast and the beast just happens to look like a fucking animatronic mascot from Chuck E. Cheese uh, <laughs> in the form of a wolf or something. Like, but basically it's like a Kigurumi, right? Like it's like a suit that has like a zipper on the back. Um, and he ends up using this power that he doesn't really understand to save this super hot chick named Claire Aoki from this were- warehouse that she lit on fire herself. The only reason Okay, I looked it up. It's Gleipnir. Gleipnir? Okay. Gleipnir. And yeah, the only reason that she knew or he knew she was there is because he has like a crazy sense of smell when he turns into this beastly form and he could smell like the fire and then he could smell He doesn't her have body. to turn into it to, to have the enhanced smell. Yeah, even in his human form, he can smell yeah. that. Yeah. Um, there's a really weird moment like right after he drags her out of the warehouse where he's like, oh, this girl's really hot and almost starts to like, like take, t- starts taking her panties off and stuff. And it's like, oh no, where's this show going? But then he stops himself, realizes that he's not being himself and runs away. But that does like, it's foreboding about like how this beast is like taking control of him more than he, he really wants it to. Yeah. Um, uh, but this girl, she was kind of like half awake when this was happening and she kind of 
is interested. She tracks him down at school the next day. He also left his cell phone behind. And so she, she was able to figure out who he was. And she has wanted to know more about these monsters. She already knew about them. And we find out later that's because her sister, named Elena, uh, transformed into one of these monsters and killed and their parents. killed their parents. Yeah. And so... Yeah, basically, like, at the end of the first episode, they end up going back to her house after, like, she convinces him to, like, or basically, like, doesn't convince him, like, throws him off the top of the school to make him transform into the, the like, suit so she can, like, prove that it was him <laughs> that, like, to, uh, helped her. And then he's basically blackmailed into going with her, and they go back home and, like... It's fucking the middle of summer in Japan, which is hot as hell. So she just like starts stripping out of her clothes. They're all sweaty and throwing on new clothes. It's a very yeah. horny anime, and he's like trying I, not to look at her. But and then she puts new clothes back on without taking a shower. So what the fuck? <laughs> True. Yeah, useless. But, um, I don't know. The, the panty shots were kind of crazy. Like, oh yeah. It's I was lot. just surprised how many ways they found to do panty shots. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, get used to it. I was Holy like, fuck. I didn't know that angle was possible. And I mean, I've watched a lot of anime for a lot of years. But some of those those angles, I was like, oh, I guess you can do a panty shot that way. <laughs> panty shot like, innovation. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'll give, I'll give it a props for that. It's all right. Yeah, and I have to say, like, I normally just, like, despise panty shots. And I still, I do have a big problem with, like, a lot of them in this show. It's just, like, some of them, some of them seem, like, extremely over-the-top and unnecessary. And others seem like they could be part of the normal narrative, which is, like, these two very horny teens, like, just being horny. But, uh, yeah, there, there, <laughs> there are ones where they just, like, zoom in. Or I'm just like, okay, there's, like, no need for this. <laughs> Except that, like, I know it's on the kid's mind. Like, he is a horny teenager, so it's, like, kind of giving you that lens, but at the same time, it's just, like, a little too much. But uh, I do ha- I do like how, it, like, horny and sweaty and sticky this anime is, though. It just, like, it gives you that feeling. And, like, also, they talk about smell a lot. Like, in episode two, when we find out that his suit can open up, and inside is not him, his body is nowhere to be found, but it's just, like, this sinewy flesh... And she decides to climb into his suit. And oh, what did yeah. you say it looked like, Kat? Like a giant, like inside of a vagina. It, it looks like <laughs> it, it. The imagery of like, oh, it's so tight and wet, and mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's so obviously like this is like sex. Oh, absolutely. She's like, You're, I'm coming you, in. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's so like, oh, be gentle though. Like, oh man, it's. And just, like, the noises he makes. Like, well, I'm trying to, like, Uh. imagine what it would be like to have somebody step inside of you. Like, that would feel just so fucking weird, first of all. But, like, then it is, like, also, like, very sexual overtones. It's, like, she slides inside of him and, like, closes up the zipper and then can partially control the suit or even stop him from doing things uh, by controlling his body. Yeah, she gets full control. Yeah, basically. Um, He... Yeah, he has less control over it than she does. They definitely make very clear. Um, uh, at the end of the first episode, like another monster girl had attacked them, uh, and it turns out like she was this like failing track runner who found out about these coins that make you become special at this like special weird vending machine. 
uh, that's run by this guy who we find out, I think we find out later, is like an alien. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's an alien. <laughs> basically, like, fucking, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Like, people are given this form based on, like, what they want for themselves. So it's weird because Shuichi was given this form uh, based on something he doesn't remember. He doesn't know why he would want to have wanted to be this way. And it seems like it's wrapped up with uh, Claire's sister, Elena, who is this like really strong monster. Um, and yeah, but it seems like Claire and Shuichi, as much as Claire is like really antagonistic at first, are starting to build like sort of a relationship together, especially once they start like joining together in the suit and becoming one, as she says. Like, yeah, but like he, she does things that he doesn't like where he, she starts beating the shit out of that girl who attacked him. And he's almost like curled up in the fetal position, and he reminded me a lot of like Shinji Akari and Evangelion, or like Ray Ayanami when they're like sort of curled up in fetal <laughs> position. And they're just like, stop, stop, make it stop happening, but he can't stop it. And Claire's just like, no, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna kill that girl because she tried to kill us. Uh, and they, the, this is animated very well, which is interesting because this is coming oh, yeah. from Pine Jam, who hasn't done anything like to this level. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was it was nice to see from like a studio that's not like Mappa or like A1 Pictures or something like a, a smaller studio producing something that looks this nice. Um, uh, the only thing I would say is like the OP I had an issue with is in that it just had very similar shots to other anime OPs. Like the one that stands out the most is the one that's almost identical to the shot from Mirai Nikki or the future diary where um, Claire is standing at the edge of a roof, just like how, the main girl in Mirai Nikki was standing there and it's like, come on. Like in the exact same spot. With the red sky and clouds. It's like, come on, dudes. Uh, There's also a very similar shot when Claire is putting on her shirt against like a bright uh, window. Like it looks just like the Fate Zero second season OP. Uh, So it's just like, okay, maybe they're paying homage. I don't know, but it's like a little too close for comfort. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, it is a similar kind of show. So maybe they're just kind of going for the feel, you know, get Mm -hmm. people hyped. It definitely Mm -hmm. works. People are really into this show. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's it's quite popular. And at first I was like, oh, it's just because of the panty shots. But then I was like, no, actually, like, I think there's, like, just, like, an interesting atmosphere that this show has. It's, like, this creepy, like, body horror, but, like, really, at the same time, like, sexual story between these two teenagers, which... I find interesting to watch for so far, at least. I don't know. It's such a unique idea that it's, it's, it becomes a thing on its own for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they have this whole pact that if one of them dies, they both have to die. And that's like one of the ways that she proves her like loyalty to him. Cause like, she's like, he, he asks her, what if I want to die right now? Cause he's, he's sort of on the edge of like not wanting to, live anymore and she was already sort of suicidal because we we found her in a burning warehouse that she lit on fire and so she's like all right i'll just jump off a balcony like right now if you want to die so much and he saves her before she can do that but just shows you kind of like where she's at mentally yeah yeah it's a you know it's the it's the trash show of the season (laughs) but it's actually it's good enough that it's like almost elevated above trash level yeah i think it's above trash in certain ways no no, it'll always be trash it's just like (laughs) it's good enough that normal people are like watching it too that's fair i guess yeah Uh, this 
the manga is like just going so far now that it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I wonder if we'll even get to that point, though. Probably not. <laughs> no, nah, it's pretty. It, there's a lot of chapters. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, the next show. Speaking of trash, uh, Shachi Bato President. It's time for battle <laughs> on Funimation. This is a game adaptation from Studio C2C. Um, uh, director Hironori Ikeshita was an assistant director on Hitori Bochi, which I think C2C also made. But um, yeah, this show just had like nothing interesting about it at all. Like it's one of those shows where you watch it and like every all the information like flows in one ear and just leaves the other ear. And you're just like, wait, what did I just watch? Like it's it's just a based on a strategy RPG where like a president is recruiting adventurers to fight in dungeons and recover loot. It's honestly like similar type of thing with like princess connect in a lot of ways, except like princess connect finds ways to be fun and interesting and is beautifully animated. And this has just like the blandest character designs. And I just found like nothing interesting about this at all. I don't know but if you guys even watched it, I, I wouldn't even no. want you to bother. Honestly, this but was like I, the only show this season I didn't watch, and I was just like, "Well, this looks weird." Yeah, it's just, it's just black. It's just nothing. Uh, so let's move on. Um, Fruits Basket second season it's still yes. going on. It's finally happening. Uh, it's on Crunchyroll, uh, Studio TMS Entertainment, still doing it based on the manga, obviously, and same director Yoshi Hide Ibata is working on it. Um, so I only, I, okay, we. We watched and covered halfway through season one of the new Fruits Basket and then dropped it because I don't I don't remember exactly why. I think we were getting like a little bit bored with the repetitiveness and we I wanted to cover something we were else. Just super bored. Yeah. And there was more interesting stuff to cover. But and then so we were like, okay, we might come back to this someday, potentially, if it gets better again. And so I I still haven't finished season one, but I did watch the first episode of this, season two, and thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, they introduced some new characters. Uh, there's this absolutely fucking crazy girl named Matoko Minagawa who is like obsessed with Yuki uh, to the point that she like hates all other girls who try to get near him, which obviously includes Toru. Uh, that was a bit over the top. But then Yuki is now the student council president or he's going to be soon. And so he's getting to meet his new like cabinet, like his VP and the treasurer the VP kind of seems like a nice guy, but like he gets under Yuki's skin a little bit. Uh, and the treasurer is this girl named Machi, who was like absolutely trashing the student council room right when Yuki walked in, in some kind of frustration. And like when he tries to like comfort her and see if she's okay, she kind of like really recoils from him, which seemed to me like she might some ha- have some issues with like physical abuse. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was an, an interesting introduction back into the show and. It still has those like warm, fuzzy feelings with Toru and stuff. Uh, Kat, do you have any thoughts on this? It's still very interesting, and I'm excited about it, and I would like to cover it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, oh, I don't no. know if it'll happen or not. <laughs> oh, Leo. Leo's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, I would, I would definitely finish up season one because I've been meaning to do it anyway. If we decide to cover this. Um, it's still it's still a good show, like obviously. Um I'm curious where it went near the end of the first season and where it's gonna go this season. I I like that they're introducing a lot of new characters because I think it needed some fresh like 
like fresh characters where we were. So yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, anything else about that? Uh, I don't know what else to say about it because it's really just more of the same. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's good. It has good production. Um, it's it's going through some newer material now, um, as opposed to the first. You know, because this is a remake. Yeah, it's so getting it's, into it's the going, new stuff finally. Yeah, yeah. which is exciting. Uh, um, I'm excited. I'll, I'll watch it either way, but you know, I watched the dub, which was quite good uh, okay. for episode one. Though, like, man, the, they really nailed how annoying that girl Matoko is in the dub as well. Like, holy shit, she's so annoying. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the next show, Shiraneko Project Zero Chronicle, which, if you just, just that title alone. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on Funimation. It's based on a game also. It's from the dreaded studio project number nine, the worst studio in all of anime. Uh, <laughs> the director Masato Jimbo uh, also wrote the script for this and directed Restaurant to Another World and Room Camp, uh, uh, Senryu Shoujo, like a bunch of actually decent shows. So, not a bad director. Um, but yeah, this show, I couldn't write about it without being sarcastic. So, like, my notes are just like, this show is so edgy. It even has a scream metal soundtrack to show you how edgy it is. Dude, when you told me to uh, watch that scene, it made me think of uh, the club in Ezokin. Remember there was like a German metal club German or metal something people, like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like it's a scene so... in the episode two where they're just like screaming. I think there's some in episode oh, one. Really? The, the, the OST is just like... <laughs> It's so good. It's funny. All I remember is, okay, so this is one of the first shows I ever watched for the new season. Oh, yeah. And I I wrote notes, and and the first thing I wrote is, it's so overly dramatic and showy. (laughs) I wonder if this was a video game first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and then I wrote, um, lol, some random guy shows up and gives you a castle after loudly announcing he's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Which is basically the plot of the show, is it not? Yeah, like, basically, the main guy, like, his village is attacked in, like, the first couple minutes, and this kid that he's trying to protect gets eaten by, like, a giant centipede monster. Um, And then, like, the main character starts having deep philosophical thoughts when he's talking to that old man, like, sometimes bright light shines into the depths of the darkest holes. And I'm I'm sitting here, like, laughing. (laughs) But, <laughs> oh, man. but yeah like this old man like i guess he failed at becoming the king of darkness the king of darkness rules over the people of black um and he wants this kid to become the prince of darkness and the successor to the king of darkness and the kid is kind of just like okay sounds great and like heads off to do that and then they introduce this queen who is the leader of the people of white uh, who live above the clouds. I guess the darkness kingdom lives below the clouds. Uh, and she's having second thoughts about, like, she's supposed to defeat the kingdom of the darkness, but she's also worried about the balance between black and white, which is something that they've, like, historically had. But, like, the current king of darkness is a real asshole. So maybe this kid will become the new king and change things for the better. I don't know. It's uh, It's a pretty, like, generic, like, dark fantasy plot. Uh, and it's a little edgy. It doesn't look particularly great. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. It, it just didn't stand out that much, but it did make me laugh a couple times at how, how overdramatic it was, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. We've got Princess Connect Redive on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Based on a game, uh, studio Psy Games Pictures. This is a Psy Games game, and they're making their own anime now, and they, they look fucking fantastic. Uh, yep. The director, Takaomi Kanasaki, directed Konosuba. Uh, of- That's fucking awesome. We're glad to hear he's back. Well, if we know anything about Psy Games, yeah. and they have proven it, if you just throw money at it, <laughs> it'll get good. Rage of Bahamut, anybody? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Just throw a bunch of money and like animation talent at it and good character designs and you'll have something that's at least enjoyable to watch, which is how I think of re re like Princess Connect for sure. Like the thing the thing I like about this a lot is like you can very much see the Konosuba director's influence on this. Like yep. it's so Konosuba-esque. Like when she, <laughs> this kid basically gets I don't know if he gets isekai'd, but he wakes up after falling out of the sky in this fantasy world after some some girl in the clouds some, like talk to him like a goddess or something like that yeah she says you won't remember me until i'm like healed or whatever or something like aletha that. is her name or something like that i, I can't very remember. mysterious right now but yeah he falls out of the clouds and like um this she says like i'm gonna have somebody look after you and that girl is named kokoro and so she goes to find this guy to like look after him he is her lord apparently uh, and like her whole job is to, like serve him the best way she can for whatever reason. We don't really know why. Um, but what's weird is because of his memory loss, he's like almost a literal blank slate. He's he doesn't a even have like a reaction. Piece of shit. <laughs> he he may as well be like an invalid with like a brain dead, like just completely brain dead. Like he well, does almost him, nothing. It took him an entire episode to be able to say a full fucking sentence. <laughs> Okay. So I'm getting to the point where I want to say, like, I love that about him. <laughs> like, Why? Why so, do you want him to be so stupid? I'm just like... Wh- so for, first I want to say, like, when she finds him at first, he's being eaten by, like, these two derpy-ass wolves with derpy <laughs> eyes. derpy dogs are the funniest thing ever, dude. Uh, and, like, so and they keep showing up randomly and, like, dragging off, and she has to chase after him. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and the way that they give you that faraway shot of them, like, dragging him off and her like running after them that is so konosuba like that's where you can see like the visual like fingerprint of the konosuba director like coming in 100 percent. so anybody yeah. who's familiar with that series is gonna be like oh this is just like konosuba we, we just saw this before um but yeah i like how like she she drags him into town and they go to like get some food to eat i think and they have to like pay for it and like they're gonna get crepes to eat and like she's like oh here's a coin to pay for it uh, like Lord, and he, he starts biting the coin because he's like, "Oh, do I eat this?" Because <laughs> he has no fucking memories of anything. She's like, "No, money. We have to use it to pay for things. It's important. Money is important. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he says. He's just like, money important learned." <laughs> I, I like. I I couldn't handle how dumb he was. It was so good, uh, and it's so the opposite of like Kazuma from Konosuba, who is pretty smart guy and he's like so talkative he's always the center of everything this guy is just like happy to like be quiet and sit off to the side and kind of just let the girls bicker about whatever is going on <laughs> like they meet that other girl Pecorine who I guess who you is, could say I, is the aqua of the show I don't know but she's as dumb as a box of rocks <laughs> too <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Like she's she's fun and they animate her super well. She's extremely cute. Um and very bouncy. Very bouncy. Uh she gets a sword stolen from her. Oh. She, somebody <laughs> should probably give her a sports bra. <laughs> she could use that probably if she's going to be in more action. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's funny and she's dumb. And then they they introduce like a cat girl in like the second episode, Carol, who clearly is going to join their group. And I don't know, like you see like a whole sequence at the end of the first episode where it just shows like brief shots of like all of the waifus in the game and how they're going to clearly come across all of them. And it's just like, Normally I would hate that, but like it's just like oh, but if they're as fun as Kokoro and Pecorine, I'd probably be enjoying this a lot. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, it's so meaningless to me. I don't understand why you like it so much. Oh, it's so funny. It's just cute uh, and what funny. Do you mean? And then I, the second episode, you get to meet the Sundere, the cat girl, uh, cat girl yeah. Carol. <laughs> I was so bored the entire time I watched both of these episodes. I don't know. It's, well, if all three yeah. of us were to watch this together, Bcom and I would be laughing. You'd just be probably giving us a weird look like, I don't get it. <laughs> the only entertaining part was the dragon part where they like mm-hmm. have to go get the sword from the dragon. That was interesting. Yeah, but that was pretty that, fun I was, like, I was okay. like, meh. But like, like he, <laughs> his way of getting it is he fucking lets himself get eaten <laughs> like immediately. And then the other two take care of it. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> He's so dumb. Uh, but those mushrooms at the end of the second episode, cracking up because they look like little cute things, but it turns out they're little spiteful assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Pecorina eats it. <laughs> eats poor yeah. little Puchico, the mushroom. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the reason I find it so funny is because so often in these types of anime, the guy is held up to be like, this like second coming of Jesus Christ. He's the coolest guy that ever lived. And all these girls are going to want to have sex with him. But in this one, he's just like a total idiot. <laughs> he is and useless. really there are, there is no love interest at all for many of the girls. Yeah. At least no. Yeah. Not yet. Nothing. Not yet. Yeah. But I mean, Kokoro is his servants and everything, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> his servants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I don't know. It's it's fun. It's definitely very dumb, but it's been enjoyable to watch, and it's really nicely drawn and animated. I love the character designs. Um, so yeah, it's nice to look at a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of, of fantastic fucking character designs, uh, BNA or Brand New Animal, which is a Netflix show, so we can't watch it. Just kidding, we can still watch it. Fuck, fuck Netflix. That's never stopped us before. <laughs> yeah. Pir- put on our pirate hats for this one. Get the VPNs going and find some subtitles. And yeah, it's it's an original show from Studio Trigger and director Yo Yoshinari, who did Little Witch Academia, the TV show at Trigger. So it's that, That's awesome. It's that part of Trigger, which I, I we really liked Little Witch Academia. Um, uh, yeah, this is really interesting. So... It starts out, It's, a, it's this main character of this is a girl named Michiro Kagemori, who is a raccoon who might actually be a tanuki, but she wants to be known as a, a raccoon, <laughs> uh, who is living in a world where beast men are persecuted by humans. Don't you find it ironic that she's a tanuki that can't transform back? <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's, that's a perfectly, yeah, that's a good joke if you know like about Japanese tanuki. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, yeah. And so she's heard rumors of this city called Anima City, which is apparently like a place where beastmen can go and live in peace. 
Uh, and she barely gets there at the beginning with the help of this mink named Itami, or Mary, as they call her later, who also takes off takes a bunch of cash off of Mitru for helping her. Um, and also, like, as she was on the way to this place, like, she saw this, like, video on her phone that was by this, like, Sylvasta pharmaceutical company talking about this place. So you get the sense already that because like nobody trusts the pharmaceutical company. So you get the sense that like something might be wrong with this Anima City, like whoever is backing it, if it's backed by like some weird pharmaceutical company. So, yeah. Um, But she gets there and they're in the middle of this festival, which has been like it's been 10 years since they've had like this semi autonomy, like the prime minister has allowed them to exist basically for 10 years. So they're celebrating that. And like the mayor is named Barbara Rose. Uh, and she's celebrating, like, and giving a speech, basically, to denote this, like, 10th year anniversary of the Beastman Ward Autonomy Act. Uh, but Mitra runs into this wolf man at the festival named Shiro. And she finds it, like, really weird that he's, like, crying at the side of the festival. He says, like, I've, we've been waiting for this for a millennium for Beastmen to, like, be happy like this and not be, like, persecuted wherever they go. Um, but then... And, like, Mitro runs off because she gets pickpocketed by this, like, monkey. And she sees this, like, creepy wolf dude doing something shady. And right afterwards, there's a big explosion that rocks the festival. Uh, And so Shiro, that wolf guy, he uses his power of smell to sense this guy and chase after him. It's really cool how he can, like, almost sense into the past things that have happened. It's like a superpower. Basically, yeah. (laughs) And there's this, like, really cool fight when he tracks the dude down where, like, this fucking badass lion and, like, deer, like, jump out of the back of a truck with, like, a fucking shotgun and a machine gun and start, like, firing at him. Uh, I just love the way those guys are drawn, like, Rambo or something. It's ridiculous. Um, and Shiro starts, like, whooping their asses, though. Like, he's a really good fighter. He, like, rips, like, the antlers off of that deer. Like, <laughs> like pokes them into the fucking lion to, like, take him down. Uh, the only thing that stops him is like from pummeling them is like Mitro like is yelling at him to stop and like not hurt them too much because they are beastmen. She thought this was a place where beastmen could live in peace. And he's like, no, they work for the humans. Like we can't, we can't do this. They're enemies. Uh, But she stops him by using some like weird electrical attack, like with her fluffy tail that like puffs up and turns all blue. Um, she's able to stop him and tells him like, not all humans are like that because she was once a human too. And Shiro's like, with that face? (laughs) And that's how the first episode ends. It's like, it was such a really solid first episode to set up like the whole scene, like the whole world of this place. Like, obviously there's a lot of discrimination and persecution going on, but it's not as simple as it may seem. Uh, And Mitro's gonna have to like figure out a way to survive in this world. Um, and like the, the second episode continues on with that kind of stuff. Like she gets introduced to this doctor who says like, no, you're a hundred percent a beast, man. I can tell with this like test I have. And she's like, no, up until a year ago, I was human, a hundred percent human. Even my student ID says so, which was in her stolen wallet. And so she eventually tracks that down by being sent in the direction of these like sort of Yakuza related women, um, who run this rabbit city wasn't it rabbit town yeah rabbit town okay uh, run by grandma gran uh and they basically under they realize that mitru has like some skills in like reading and writing because she's a student 
And so they were like, hey, there's this room full of kids over here and you need to teach them to read and write and then we'll find your wallet for you and give it back. And she's like, okay. And so she teaches these kids like some cool things about how to like say their name and write their name. They're very happy. But it turns out that was all because like these beast women have barely been able to survive because they have made a deal with the Yakuza to just like make basically like give them money for protection. Um, the Yakuza is led by this big dude named Flip. Uh, and the reason they, they were asking Mitro to train the kids in reading and writing is because like kids who can read and write fetch a bigger Sell price on the black market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, uh, like, it's like, oh no. <laughs> it makes you yeah, really that went dark quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mitro is pissed and um, she's able to like sort of save the kids and herself by like using her crazy power. She has, she does something where her like arms stretch out, like stretch Armstrong and it helps her like escape from this crane with the kids. Um, And like uh, also the kids told her about this myth of a silver wolf, like Ginro, who is the God of the beast men who will come and save them. It's like a story they've been told and she'd already met like, the white wolf, um, uh, Shiro Okami, which literally means like white wolf. So I, she's wondering if they're the same person. He comes to save her at the end. And like, she basically yells at like grandma for trying to sell the kids. And she's like, well, you try to live in this beast men world for a little while and see if you don't have a heart as well. Um, and yeah, Mitru shows her ID card at the end of that episode to Shiro proving that she was actually once human. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting like cold story background going on. What do you, what did you guys think? So this is trigger here. So they'll you know they'll just start throwing shit out of left field out of nowhere on you. I mean, mm-hmm. look what happened to Darling and the Franks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so like it just really just raises questions to me. Like, okay, so is this going to focus on how she got this form, mm-hmm. and then how crazy are they going to get with it? I mean, government conspiracy, aliens humans are the aliens and this is actually the beast man's world <laughs> yeah aliens space i don't know we'll see <laughs> will we wind Fuck. up in space by episode well, are we 11? going to end up in space yeah that's another <laughs> one <laughs> it's a uh, it's interesting and I, I don't know i was entertained throughout it 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 seems like it's really good when i first saw the um sneak peeks for this when i saw premiere i was actually like pessimistic about it as an anime yeah. i was like this doesn't look that good I'm not as excited about this. Now that I've seen a few episodes, I'm actually surprised. I thought it was going to be a little more juvenile than it is. It's got some deeper themes. I'm kind of excited for it, I think. I'm, I just hope it doesn't go off the rails because this is Trigger we're talking about. Like They they almost always have like really solid starts. But then as we get deeper and deeper into like the lore or that world, it's just like, what the fuck is going on now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They do have a tendency to be like, woo, fun, let's ignore the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Tanookis can breathe in space. (laughs) 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 Tanookis live on Mars. Oh, God. Um, I really love the main character. I just think she's so likable. I I think the scene that really sold me was when she was teaching the kids and how good she was with them. Um, I was like, this is a really good person. Like, no, no matter what else happens to her. Like, she's a really good person. I, I'm going to enjoy watching her story basically play out. Uh, another thing I love in anime is weird branding changes. And this has so many good ones. Like, Burger King is now Burger Kitty. Uh, Subway oh. is Dogway. Budweiser is Bad Walrus. 
<laughs> and yeah, the KFC Colonel is like this lion man. <laughs> it's all those little things that I noticed in the background are like are great. Um, yeah, I noticed all those too. What was there was a McDonald's one too, wasn't there? I think there might have been, but I don't remember what it what it was. I can't remember now either. I think that was the first one I noticed. Uh, also, the ED, the ending, fucking slaps. It's so good. The OP is really good too, but the ED is really good. Um, you can tell like triggers getting good people to work on their stuff. Like they know the aesthetic matters, the music matters. Well, of course, yeah, it's yeah. trigger. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, I I was like you, cat. I was like a little pessimistic about this, like going into it. But I think they sold me by episode two uh, on it. Yeah, no. Uh, for episode one, even I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Episode two did a lot to like convince me. I think. Yeah. Mm, I got on board pretty quick, but I was also thinking this is trigger. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Just a little tiny show nobody cares about. Kaguya-sama: Love Is War <laughs> season two on Funimation. Uh, this source is a manga, of course, from A One Pictures, and same director Mamoru Hatakiyama uh, as season one and as Rakugo Shinju, uh, as like often stands out with how well directed these episodes are. Um, it's I, yeah. As you guys remember, I didn't care for season one. I didn't care for parts of it, but I liked it a lot more towards the end. Like, it took me a it's while. You got attached to Chica. I got really attached to Chica, but then I also really liked the fireworks stuff at the end, like the romantic stuff when they were finally starting to make a little bit of progress between uh, Kaguya and Yuki. Uh, oh, just to throw it right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. And I also really liked the development of the side characters like Ai Hayasaka, you, and like uh, all of Chika's like sisters and Miyuki's sister, who we see more of in the first two episodes here. Um, so I'm glad to see more of them. Like, I think they know like how popular Ai Hayasaka is. So, because they kick it that off. That was with the her. thing. Yeah. The way the first episode was, I was like, oh shit, the studio knows now that they have a hit on their hands. <laughs> so they're really going to pour some effort into it. And I really, I was like, okay, I think I might enjoy season one. I mean, season two. Mm-hmm. But then I felt like episode two reverted straight back to what it was. I mean, and I, parts of it. I got, yeah. I got bummed. Yeah, I felt like it was a lot of the same kind of gags. I did enjoy the game of life thing, but that was really the only gag that they've done so far that I really enjoyed. I didn't like the part where it was his birthday and they went to all of that bullshit about his <laughs> birthday. That was asinine to me and I was like, we've already been through this whole season where they do this kind of shit. I don't need this. The Game of Life was funny though. Game of Life See, was that's, great, that's, yeah. See, I was like that in season one. I was just like, all these acts they keep doing, I'm like, they're just the same things. They're just changing small details. But I will agree, the Game of Life was that was interesting. You remember when they did that in Gamers, the anime, Leo? The Game of Life part in that anime, where which is really funny? Like, because there's uh, like, remember like in Gamers when there was like a fucking romantic quindrank, I don't know how to, what shape it would be, sex tangle. I don't know. There's so many people involved. And like, I do not remember it, but if I were to watch it again, I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember yeah. everything now. <laughs> so they did a similar thing here, but I think this was even funnier because like it, it's so funny to watch Kaguya, like who is super lucky, like get everything she wants, right? She's becoming a CEO in the game of life. She's super rich. But at the same time, (laughs) Chika marries the guy she loves, Miyuki, in the game and starts pumping out baby after baby after baby. 
<laughs> and like Kage is just like imagining herself as like an elderly version, like in a bathtub filled with like yen bills and like just having to continuously give money to like Miyuki and Chika to like congratulate them on their like 40th baby. Like it's just the, that was killing me. I loved that. Um, I also really liked all, like, the cool, like, references in the beginning of the episode. Like, there's a Mission Impossible reference um, when Ai Hayasaka is doing her thing. I also thought, like, her climbing through the lasers and, like, the cat suit reminded me a lot of, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones in the movie Entrapment. I don't know if that was a direct reference because it's been done in other movies since, but it's the same kind of thing. And, like, there's a thing when they're talking about, like, trains, when they're talking about how far they've gone. And I liked how Yu's train was, like, the Thomas the Tank Engine train with his face on it. I don't know. It was just cool stuff. Like, all these, like, visual gags, like, just really worked for me in this these first two episodes. Like, they... The, the, this is so well-directed that even if I don't love, like, Kage and Miyuki as much as I love Chika and, like, the side characters, like... The visuals just carried it, like, the humor so well for me that I couldn't even care too much. Um, I also really liked the moments in between Kaguya and Miyuki's little sister Kay in episode two, where she's realizing that, like, being on a date with Kay is basically like being on a date with Miyuki because they're almost exactly the same person. Um, that was really adorable. Uh, and, like, <laughs> her imagining... Like, when Kay talks about how, like, lazy her brother is at home, Kaguya imagining him looking like Hemoto Umaru-chan was another fun reference. <laughs> like, that was interesting. Yeah, so many things like that. Um, yeah, I think, like, the wedding cake, like, birthday thing went on a little too long in episode two. Though I did like the the inner court debate scene with Kaguya and, like, her inner child version being the judge to, like, the, uh. the ice princess prosecutor and the love drunk attorney kind of, like... Uh, see, that's just this is where I'm hitting my head against my desk. Just like, please end the episode. Well, at least you know that she has that inner part of her who was like, "I want to be with Yuki, you idiot!" Like, so like that's in there, obviously, and it's confirmed now that that is very much a part of her personality. But this has been confirmed since like episode <laughs> one. It's true, but it's like even more direct now. I guess I don't know. Like, yeah, like if you're in this to see them like get together. Oof, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Oof. But I'm, uh, <laughs> Oof. I'm just enjoying so much being like just the direction of this is so good. Like I, like for me, like this this anime as an anime is like steps above like everything else this season, just in terms of quality of what's being presented. Even if like the story is like something we've sort of already hashed out in season uh, season one a bit. Um. But yeah, like I, I think the characters that they've added to it are likable, and I'm gonna enjoy seeing how they interact, uh, and just like the crazy shit that they come up with as far as like visual references and things uh, to make these situations even more heightened. Basically, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. Uh, I, I'm still gonna enjoy it and watch it every week. I just don't know if we need to cover it because it's just so repetitive. But <sighs> Maybe we'll I don't know. It's just so good that I would hate not to cover it. For in my opinion, basically, but yeah, I don't know, and it's also extremely popular. But like, like that's a factor. But more popular than Tower of God. I'll say. Well, I mean, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's more popular than Tower of God. Not in the uh, anime community. I think it is. I think uh, it is. I, I think the watch numbers are pretty obvious. That like Tower of God is getting more watches. Mm, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> 
I well, think Tower God is really evidence. popular, but I think Kaguya is definitely more popular. <laughs> so, according to Top 10 Anime of Week 4, Kaguya-sama is number one. My Next Life as a Villainous is number two, and Tower of God is three. I think that the Reddit, like, upvotes and comments are similar, where it's, like, Kaguya one and Tower of God, like, two or three, but, yeah. Wait, what was number two on that list, Leo? My Next Life as a Villainous. Yeah, that's surprising that that show's really popular as well, which is cool, because it's good. I think that one had a lot of hype before going into it. It did, yeah. Because I, I, remember, I remember it just kept coming up in, like, random conversations, or I'd see it posted somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Either way, they're both extremely popular, so I don't know. They're the definitely top three shows of the season, so anywho. You know what's not a top three show of the season? It's Woodpecker's Detective's Office. <laughs> but I love it. I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> the source is a novel. It's from Studio Leiden Films, um, and the director, Shinpei Izaki, uh, directed Hanebato uh, and Gunslinger Stratos. Um. I don't know. You tell me about it, Kat, then. Because I, I saw this as just, like, sort of another Sherlock Holmes-style anime. And, and what we've gotten, like, so many of those in the recent years, like, and even in just the past year, like, Holmes of Kyoto and, like, a bunch of other similar things that I thought this was one that was, like, it had a pretty decent visual presentation, and I thought the characters were all right, but I didn't really stand out too much for me from those other shows. It actually did remind me a lot of Holmes of Kyoto in some ways. I don't know. It's it's basically this writer and like his friend who helps him out with money, and they're, they're like trying to make it. And there's always like a who done it, you know. So in the first episode, there's like a little mini who done it, and then the second one, it involves the friend. Yeah. Um, and you kind of are left on a cliffhanger. Um, I found it. I don't know. I just felt like it was well done. I think it is well done. Yeah, I kept poking holes and stuff like that happened. Like the one guy he plants like misleading evidence. I'm like, mm-hmm. you just can't fucking do that. <laughs> and then also, there's the scene where he's like, "Oh no, I just burned a paper and threw it in a trash can." I'm like, you know that paper smell will still be in that fucking enclosed room <laughs> minutes later. Like it's going to be extremely noticeable as soon as you guys walk in. That was a good point because he did burn That's it like true. right before. Apparently, like he stuck yeah, away just before. Yeah. Like you would probably still sp- smell that in an enclosed room at least a half an hour later. I don't know. I just felt like I was never bored watching it. I was always interested in what was going on. The characters seemed like they weren't just boring and one dimensional. They were two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just like. I like it because I like these kind of shows. I don't know, but I felt it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it. I, as a whole. I was entertained by it, by it, and I do think it's a pretty decent show. But I also feel like covering this would be a real pain in the ass because there's just like so many details going on all the time. True. Yeah, but we, we've it covered or we've started to cover like mystery shows previously. I think I don't know. It's fine. We we always figure it out. It's just, yeah, yeah. if it's going to be interesting enough for us to want to continue to cover is the question. If we can do it invaded, we can do about yeah, anything. It's true. <laughs> yeah. true. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Any Anything else on Woodpecker? That was the last show. Um, no, that that's it that I wanted to say. I just like it a lot. I enjoyed it. Um, but you guys did not. Not as so. much, at least, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that happens. All right. Well, if that is the last anime, which was, there was like something like 18, 19 that we covered. I don't know. That's about all, yeah. that's about all that's still airing this season. Well, no, we covered the <laughs> other ones that would have aired. Well, yeah, that's it's true. It's just that we yeah. can't, we can't watch them because they're not playing. So. 
But uh, in that case, it is time for the vote uh, this spring season. Kat, you and I are going to watch eight shows together still. Imagine that. Eight shows still exist. Uh, five oh, of those. We, we, yeah, we got worried that it, we might have to drop it to six at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, are there going to be enough good anime out. here? But, I think we waited for a while just to see if anything else was going to be. Yeah, we kind of needed to get a sense of what was going to be this season before we did this podcast. Like, So, yeah. yeah. Now was a good time to do it. Um, so, yeah, five of those shows are ones we're going to come to consensus on right now that we all want to watch by vote. Uh, then we each get one show that is our lock, which means that even if our co-hosts didn't want to watch it, they are now forced to watch it. Though <laughs> only the person who picked it will review the episodes in that case. Um, uh, so we will cover the shows one episode at a time on a weekly basis, staying as close to airing time as possible. We may end up making mid-season cuts uh, if we find that we just like lose interest in a show and we'll replace it with another show, if that's the case. Um or, yeah, if we just feel like we made a mistake covering it, which has been known to happen. Um, also, if our listeners, like, get back to us and they're like, hey, you're not covering this and we really want to hear about it, uh, we definitely take that in consideration, too. So you can always contact us on Twitter or on YouTube comments or on our Discord, which there's a link to join in the description. Uh, and we'll take your feedback into consideration, of, of course. But with that all said, it's time to move on to our individual picks of the season. So, Kat, why don't you give us yours in reverse order? Okay. So, oh, in reverse order? Yeah, we usually, we usually do our top ten from ten to one. Okay. Ten down. Yeah. All right. So, ten, I put eighth sun. Um, <laughs> that was surprising to me that you had it that high. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I liked it. Um, nine, Tower of God. Eight, Art. Seven, My Life. As a villainous, mm-hmm. six woodpecker, uh, five BNA, hype four. Hmm? Oh, it's just hype about BNA being high. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, four Gleipnir or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I've already forgotten what it was too. Sweat sex in <laughs> the anime. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, three fruits basket. Two yesterday wo utate. Boo. Uh-huh. Uh, one wave, listen to me. Yay. Wow, that's your number one. Hype. It's pretty good. Good show. <laughs> All right, Leo, you're up next. All right. Number 10 is uh, wave, listen to me. Oh, wow, you really I like that. it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, 10. Uh-huh. Uh, number nine, Glepnir. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, Woodpecker Detective. Basically, I got had Glepnir so much lower on my list is because I've read the manga and I already know what kind of crazy stuff it gets into. I would tell you something, but it'd be a spoiler for the next episode, and I think you're both going to be like, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, eight was Woodpecker Detective. Seven, the eighth son, are you kidding me? Number six was Listeners. Uh, number five was Kakushigoto. Cool. Number four, BNA. Number three, my next life as a villainess. Number two, Princess Connect, Redive. And my number one was Tower of God. Tower of God at number one. Wow. Okay. Just following the masses, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. From 10 to 1, I had Fruits Basket Season 2, uh, 9, Arte, uh, 8, Princess Connect, Redive, uh, 7. Should have put that higher. Uh, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. It it's fun, but I don't know what we'll talk about besides like, oh, it was really cute again. So, but I still have it in my top eight, so it's not like I don't want to cover it. But um, 
Number seven, Kakushi Goto. Uh, six, Sing Yesterday for me. What's wrong with both of you? Uh, well, I mean, Kakushi Goto's good. <laughs> sing Yesterday no, for me. Is, six. Sing Yesterday for me? I don't know. I kind of want to see where it goes. I don't know. And it's nicely <laughs> animated. It's, I like it's, the art it's style a, a lot. It's a decent anime. And for all of your shit talking, you know you liked it. <laughs> I never even watched Sing. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about Beacom because, like, throughout our review of it, he was like, "Eh, but it had this and this wrong with it." Oh, I think but in the end, I think I'm most interested in what's going on with the uh, the older girl, like, because like her her story is so interesting and her like struggle with getting back to where she wants to be is is interesting to watch. I'm not as interested in the and the main guy and the crow girl, um, but yeah. <laughs> I want to make Crow fun of girl. her, though. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll have fun doing that. Uh, so five, My Next Life as a Villainous. Uh, four, Gleipnir. Uh, three, BNA. Uh, two, Wave, Listen to Me. I also really liked it. And number one, obviously, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. It's just it did, so good. It didn't sound like that was your favorite. It's it it really like it is though like I could have gone on for a long time but like I didn't want to like bore anybody it's just it's so well directed like it's and I love good direction in anime I mean BNA is well directed too in some ways I think Wave Listen to Me is and so is Gleipnir but like Kaguya is like ridiculously well directed so hmm. all right Leo do you want to reveal our top five consensus picks from five to one I guess. <laughs> Unfortunately, our number five pick is Sing for me yesterday. <laughs> Whatever. Ah, oh, goddamn it. Number four is Glepnir. Yes, yeah. all of us ranked that. Uh, yes. Number three, my next life as a villainess. So that's cool. That's cool. We all seem to be really enjoying that one. Actually, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, number two, Wave. Listen to me. And at number one, BNA. It actually surprises me that our number one consensus pick is BNA. Yeah, it's interesting. Just like across the board, we all had Three, it pretty four, well ranked. and five is what we ranked it. <laughs> yeah, it's not the top for any of us, but it's like near the top for all of all. Yeah, of my us. first two yeah. didn't even fucking get in here. God damn it! Well, you'll have a chance. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what? Whoever wants to choose between your top two, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it sucks sometimes. Um, so. This time around, the locks proceed in the order of me, and then Leo, and then Cat. So I will have to. I'll, good luck, Cat. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to be the one to pick my number one show, Kaguya-sama, to lock. I'm happy to talk about it. So okay. I'll be locking Kaguya. Oh boy. I have been thinking long and hard the entire time we're recording uh, the two that I'm going to pick. And oh, I'm going to go with the one I think we'll have the most fun talking no! about. And that's Pr- Princess Connect. No! Why? <laughs> and also, I knew Cat would yell. <laughs> Why, Leo? I don't want to watch the show. I really like it. It's really it's good. It's such trash. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to meet the other waifus, okay? <laughs> uh, now there's even more shows. On this that I want to that I feel like we should be covering that we can't. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that uh, it's amazing that in a season that has been this reduced in size, there's still like a couple shows like I kind of wish we could cover there and like at least one or two of them are going to get left off. 
So exactly. Like I really like Fruits Basket. Um, I want I want us to cover that. I want us to cover Tower of God. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think it is so popular. Um, I want us to cover Woodpecker, and I want us to cover Art. And maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. Wow, but. dabbing on Kakushi Goto. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, I mean maybe. <laughs> Are we all was that in everybody's? I know it's in mine. Becomes. Oh yeah, it was in yours, but you had it at number eleven. Hmm. Kaikushi Goto, that one. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and cover Fruits Basket. Okay. God damn it! Just because Leo, Leo, you did the nuclear option. If you had picked Tower of God, I, I might have picked differently. But no, you wouldn't you, have. Oh, I don't know. I, I might have picked um, <laughs> Woodpecker instead or Art instead. I know at least Vcom and I will have a fun time covering it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I would have had fun with Tower of God. Like I've watched a couple episodes ahead, and I just well, by the way it went, it would have just been me. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I obviously would have watched it, and I would have had things to talk about. I just don't know what if, if I actually enjoy that show that much. But I would have been the only one with a positive attitude. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy to cover Fruits Basket though, because I just think that's like. It's such a fucking nice, wholesome show. <laughs> I like covering it's those nice. sometimes. So, it's so, good. So is Kikuchi Goto, but yeah, it's a classic. Fruits Basket is such a classic. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, I I don't think it's interesting. I don't know if Fruits Basket would have gotten a chance if we still had like ReZero and Ore Gairu this season. Like, there's no way we would have covered it. So I think the only reason we got to cover it this season is because I can almost guarantee you Millionaire Detective or the Apar Man yes. show. Yeah, I agree with Liam. Knocked them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Redive probably wouldn't be getting covered. Um, I mean, Kaguya would still get covered because, like, I think we have to cover it. But actually, I don't know. Actually, because I would have probably picked Oregairu over Kaguya if it was like a lock. I had the lock. I don't know. It's a good question. How this could have yeah, played out differently. No. But yeah, who knows. But hey, I mean, it, it ended up being all right. We all got most of what we wanted and some of what we didn't. Yeah. Which is life, you know. Uh, all right. <laughs> so our, Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, I just want to say our top eight oh, one sorry. more time so everybody knows. So it's BNA, Wave, Listen to Me, My Next Life as a Villainess, Glapnir, Sing Yesterday for Me, Kaguya Sama Love is War, Princess Connect Redive, and Fruits Basket Season 2. That's what we follow. Yes. Cool. So. I'm excited. Seems like a decent season. All right. And we'll see you soon because I think we're going to pop these out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to us on YouTube to get updates on new podcasts or videos. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And follow us on Twitter at Nerdum and Other for updates as well. Come hang out on our Discord with the link in the description. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, peace. Later. Later.